Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Too much offense. Well, we'll tell you all about that in just about a minute. But right now, we're going to say good morning, America. Yes, it is that time. It's Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian Noah, Mandy Furman, and away we go. And I'll say this right now. Here he is, my partner, my friend, the one, the only, believe me, he is, in fact, the hardest working man in radio today and an author as well. I can't wait to talk to him every week. His name is Brian Noah. Hello, B. How are you? What's going on, Andy Furman? I didn't know I wrote any books. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, you wrote this thing on Tony Bruno this week, and I, 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 oh. was, I had tears in my eyes. I mean, really, tell everybody how they can read that. Where's that website, that Jason Barrett deal? Yeah, it's uh, sportsradiopd.com. It was just an interview with Tony Bruno, who's an icon in sports broadcasting, and Wow, it sounded like it uh, brought you to emotions. Were you tearing up over there? What's going because on? Because old guys can do this job, too. That's why I love that story. <laughs> Tony Bruno, man, I love the guy. He's a legend. He really is. Yes, yeah. Well, uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed that story. And it's good to be here with you on a Sunday morning, man. We had some playoff Great. ball yesterday. Oh, we got baby. some playoff ball today. Do we have, uh, what's it called, taps? Where it's like, wah, 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 you know, when you uh, when somebody is honored after you know passing away, or, I don't want to be too grim today, but do we get that for Nick Foles as a Philadelphia Eagle? Do we have taps today in honor of Nick Foles's career with the Philadelphia Eagles coming to a crashing halt? You would think so, but I tell you what, this is like a craw in you. I mean, you got to let it go. 
I mean, you got to let it go, and I can't wait for you and Alex Marvez to square off an hour number three because he's going to give it to you a little bit. Look, it was a great prediction, and certainly they don't belong there today, the Eagles. They really don't. I mean, there's a kaplunk against the goalpost last week that got them in there. That's what happened. And really and truly, they shouldn't be there, but they're there, and I think it ends today. I think the glass zipper's over. Cinderella hits midnight tonight, and it's all over. It's gone. But you got to let it go, man. You really do. Hey, hey, I don't have to let anything go. And I'll tell you what, the... Philadelphia Eagles owe the Bears a lot because they wouldn't have even been in the playoffs if not for the Bears playing all their main guys week 17 against the Minnesota Vikings. So the Vikings were eliminated. It allowed the Eagles to get into the playoffs. And that was the opponent that the Bears faced last week. And then Cody Parkey with the double doink and (laughs) they took it a step further by screwing up the end of the game and allowing the Eagles to move forward and thus, why they're playing today. And why would he, Cody Parkey, that is the kicker who blew it, why would he go on national TV to kind of like apologize? I don't get it. I'd go into, I'd go into hiding. Witness protection. That's what I would do. I'd leave the country. I mean, he probably was getting death threats. I'm sure of that. Yeah, he was, sadly. But uh, unfortunately, you know the, the drill. That's how it goes. It's right, crazy. Right. But yeah, it's. I feel bad for him. And uh I'll tell you what, though, man, it's it was a loose end that the Bears didn't take care of because that was the sixth time of the season, Andy Furman, the sixth time he hit the upright or the crossbar on a kick. Right. That's uh, how do you not take care of that loose end before it happens for a sixth time and comes back to bite you in the playoffs? And I know it was officially changed to a block kick. There are people yelling at their radios right now. But do you really believe that was the only reason that kick was missed with Trayvon Hester getting a couple of fingers on that football? Well, I will tell you this right now. The National Football League changed it to a block, a little touch of a fingertip on that football. They did that for the health of him, of the kicker. I really, I really believe that's why it was done. Really? Just, really it'll go in. The, the announcers never mentioned that at all when that kick was taken. No one said, like, I think he touched it. I think there was a, a, a finger on the ball. No one said that, but they knew there was going to be a lot of fallout from that missed kick and, and the death threats come. That's sadly but true. That's what happens in sports. People get emotional. They get crazy. But they said that, so maybe they'll take a little of heat off the kicker. Well, I don't buy it, but uh, the Eagles are around today, and uh, they won't be around tomorrow. How's I will that? tell you one thing. There's one person <laughs> in the city of Chicago, Illinois, who was very, very happy when that when that ball went kaplunk. And you know who that was? Steve who? Bartman came out of hiding. Oh, Steve geez. Bartman, who kind nah. of blew it for the Cubs way back when. No, it was the 2016 Cubs. It was like that. They brought him out of hiding, you know. That gave him a free pass when the Cubs finally won a World Series. Then all of a sudden, it was like, "Hey, Steve, I know we've been crushing you for the last thirteen years, but you're okay in our book now." That's how that went down. Yeah, you're right about that. Now, before we get into the ball talk, I mean, I saw this thing on TV the other day. This bird box challenge. I, I, are you involved oh, with yeah. this? Have you seen that? There was a story on the news just the other day that some young idiot was doing the bird box challenge in a car, like driving blindfolded. Oh, Thank my goodness gosh. they didn't kill himself. I mean, have you? Are you involved? <laughs> are you doing this bird box challenge? No, good. No, I'm not- That's all I want to hear. Yeah, I'm not going to be driving while blindfolded. I have a hard enough time driving without blindfolded. Blame me. I'm not a good driver. I I can't. What's wrong with people, man? Have you seen that movie, by the way, though, Andy? No, it's very well done. I may may see it now. Do you have Netflix? 
Yeah, I do. Of course I do. Yeah, I would highly recommend it, Andy. I like Maybe Ozark even after playoff ball tonight. You know, there's no nightcap, no Sunday night football, sadly. And uh, maybe that's uh, something to check off the list this week. Maybe well, even tonight. Got to catch up on Ozark on Netflix. Nah, no, 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 worry about that later. All Go right. with Bird Box. It's, I, uh, I will. it's a legitimate okay. movie. Like, if this came out in the theaters and you went to see it, you'd be like, that was a good movie. This is yeah. on Netflix, you know? It's well right. done. Sandra Bullock. Um, John Malkovich. How do you, is it Malkovich or Mal- Malkovich? I think, I think it's Vic. I think it's Malkovich. Vic. Yeah, John Malkovich is in that movie. Does a good right. job. Yeah. Great. Highly recommend that one. You know who did a good job, though, yesterday? And I was very surprised. The L.A. Rams. All over the Cowboys. I was somewhat shocked. 30-22. And the one thing that, you know, I don't really have a, a dog in the fight because if there's not a local team, if I don't have that kind of rooting interest, I watch it with a ho-hum attitude. But I was pulling for the Rams last night because Andrew Whitworth was a member, and I know you hate when I bring I up Cincinnati, yeah, but this yeah. guy's a good guy. Big number 77 on the offensive line of the Rams. First postseason win in eight tries. Good for, Just a good guy. You want to see a good guy get some recognition and, and do what he really wanted to do. So I'm really happy for Andrew Whitworth as they move on. The Rams, 30-22. And Sean McVay thinks they sent a message out there to all the doubters. Take a listen to the coach. You know, I think I think that was a big part of what we wanted to be able to do. And, and you know, our, our guys were creating great movement. We were getting efficient runs on early down, so you're able to get consecutive ones off. When we had to throw it, I thought Jared made some big-time throws. Guys came up in the clutch. I thought we protected really well when we did decide to throw it as well. But, um, you know, you want to be able to be a balanced offense. And, and we were fortunate throughout the year to be able to, you know, have some success running it or throwing it based on what we felt like was the best way to attack. We had so much respect for this defense going in. But it was a big challenge, and I thought Coach Cromer and the offense Offensive line and uh, our offensive coaching staff just getting a great game plan together, and then ultimately the players executing was special. All right, Coach Sean McVay, you talk about a balanced offense. What about, I mean, I think it was a little bit more than balanced because this running game was unbelievable. Where did they pick up CJ Anderson from? The guy's like a bull. 123 they, yards and two tees. They picked him up off the scrap heap. That's where yes. they picked him up. Like he got, got released a couple of times this season, but he had a great game. Like you said, 123 yards and two touchdowns. And also, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley had a great game, 115 yards and a touchdown on only 16 carries. So, yeah, you outrush the Cowboys 273 to 50. Wow. That is huge. That's an enormous disparity. And it goes beyond that. This game really came down to a pair of fourth and ones yeah. because the Cowboys had fourth and one and they were stuffed. And you saw the absence of Travis Frederick, their outstanding center. It finally came back to bite him. They missed him all season long as he battled that autoimmune disease, right? Mm-hmm. And you had Joe Looney in there. Joe Looney got knocked back in the backfield by Indomitian Sue, and the Rams stuffed that fourth and one. That was an eight-point ball game at the time, Andy Furman, and the Cowboys were driving. So that was a huge stop, and then it was the fourth and one that the Rams had. Right. Same score, and they went for it on the one-yard line, and C.J. Anderson scored the touchdown. So the Cowboys not getting their fourth and one, the Rams getting their fourth and one. That was essentially what decided the game. Well, of course, the defense on the Rams' side, because people don't talk much about their defense. They talk about their offense, and rightfully so, all year long. But Ezekiel Elliott, 20 carries for 47 yards. What's up with that? What's up with that? I mean, you stop Ezekiel Elliott, you basically stop the Dallas Cowboys. Well, not necessarily because, look, Dak Prescott, his numbers are pretty decent where he throws for 266 yards and a touchdown, no interceptions. But he left a lot of throws out there on the field. 
There were a couple of times, third and five, I remember earlier in the game, had a nice, you know, Amari Cooper right across the middle, and it was a catchable ball, but he just threw an absolute laser, and it was a missed opportunity. Later on in the game, second and seven to Michael Gallup, wide open, and Dak Prescott just has an errant throw. That was the play before, the, like, he got sacked by his own offensive lineman. Remember remember yeah, yeah. when they whistled the play down early? Like, it was just the little things with Dak Prescott. There were some throws to be made that he just wasn't making consistently enough. So I don't, I don't necessarily agree, Andy, where if you stop Ezekiel Elliott, like the Cowboys supposedly have no chance whatsoever. I don't agree with that, but I think that Dak Prescott is a quarterback that he's just not accurate enough. He's not consistent enough. Yeah, it amazes me because last week, you just don't know from week to week. And it certainly, this goes for certainly to the betters, the gamblers out there. Last week, the Cowboys basically shut down the best rushing attack in the league, Seattle. And then when I saw the Cowboys play New Orleans way back when, they held like the 10 points. Yeah. But yesterday, it was a different animal. It was just the Rams came out. They came out bullish. And that's basically they took control of the game. And they took control early. They really did. And it, it wasn't much of a game. Well, and it's tough, too, when they are just owning time of possession. Mm-hmm. They ended up having the ball for 36 minutes and 13 seconds. And in the first half, it was all Rams in terms of time of possession. And that's tough, man. The Cowboys defense, when the Rams are just lining up and saying, we're just going to play bully ball. We are just going to right. run the football down your throat. And the Cowboys offense isn't doing enough to get the Cowboys defense a breather. So it was even more problematic in the first half when the Cowboys offense couldn't move the ball because the Rams just lining up and running it right up the middle and the Cowboys couldn't do anything about it. I was surprised about that, Andy. I can't believe they gave up 273 on the ground. That's a lot of yards. It really is. That's a ton of yards to give up, yeah. But didn't they have some sort of a stat that I think that uh, C.J. Anderson had something like 10 carries for more than – 40 yards. I don't know what it was, a crazy stat. I think it was a 40 yards and, and a 10 carries, something. I mean, a, a ridiculous amount. I mean, he was dragging people with him. The guy looks like a shot put with legs. That's what he looks like, really. I mean, the guy's a bull. You can't bring him down. Low center of gravity, and he just runs, 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 and he runs over people. He really does. So <laughs> what was the stat again? I mean, what some was- sort of a 10 carries that he had like 40 yards or more. I was like 10 yards or more. On ten, it was a crazy stat. It was a ridiculous stat that I had never <laughs> heard of, really. I mean, I, I should have written it, it, it down. It really stuck with you. It made a yeah, huge right. impression on you. It you made know? an impression, but I didn't write it down. But it was a tremendous stat. Like he had like uh, 10 yards or more on like uh, the first five or six carries. I don't know what it was, but oh, okay. it was ridiculous. I don't know. But it, it was uh, – you saw the guy. You had to be impressed. And how do you let this guy go? How many teams has this guy been on? I know he's been on the Raiders. He's been on Denver. The guy's all right. over the place. How could he not stay on the team? What's the deal? Well, he's proving, like last night, that he does belong on a roster. And, man, yeah. what a one-two combo right now with C.J. Anderson and Whoa. Todd Gurley. Be really interesting to see who they play. It's going to be the Rams. I'm sorry. It's going to be the Saints, you know? Sure, right. So, so if you go back on the road and face the Saints – that was at the time, Andy, and I want to get too ahead of ourselves, but you'll remember it was 38-35. to 35. The Saints had a third and seven, and Marcus Peters, the Rams cornerback, was worried about who was doing what, and he's motioning to his teammates like, hey, hey watch this and watch that. And then Michael Thomas, Saints receiver, just ran right by him for a touchdown. It was a long touchdown completion. That's what ended the game. That was the whole Joe Horn flip phone right. f- a celebration that – it was 
And the Saints had third and seven, you know? So if the Rams running game is cranked up similarly, and that's the NFC Championship game matchup, man, what a rematch. Can't wait. I can't wait. It's the greatest time of the year. They say Christmas is, but I say no. I say this is. I love it. It's tremendous. I can't get away from the tube. I'm going back and forth. I'm going crazy. I'm watching college basketball during the commercial breaks. I'm going back. It's crazy. I can't handle it. I really can't. I don't want to watch with two TVs on because then I can't concentrate. So I just flip back and forth. And I had the radio on too to hear the local broadcast. That's the way I am, okay? That's the way I roll. I know it's not normal, but that's the way I am. Sorry. That's just me. All right? We move on. But what a lineup we have today. we got Bronx Talk Radio at the end of this hour. Hour number two, bottom barrel betting. And, of course, hour number three, my guy, Brian No, with his picks, with Noe's picks. And we'll have the Sheik, Alex Marvez, Fox Sports Radio's NFL insider, who will probably go one-on-one with Brian No. I'm just saying. I'll have to be the official on there. And if you want to get to us, you can on Twitter, at The No Show. That's at The NOE Show, at Andy Furman, FSR. We read them. We retweet them. We comment. We make comments on them. We make fun of them. That's what we do. 877-99 on Fox is our phone number. 877-996-6369. Let's get it rolling because we'll tell you if the jinx is finally broke. That's next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Who said they had no D? Well, we'll get to that in just about a minute. 21 minutes past the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian Noah, I'm Andy Furman, and away we go. Get to us on the phone lines at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369, or on Twitter at The No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR. But we got to talk about this Chiefs game against the Colts yesterday. Chiefs rolling over them, 31-13. And for those who said... Well, everybody said it, that that the defense was the worst in the league. I mean, it really was, at least down to the bottom of the barrel, and not bottom barrel betting, and they hold the 13 points. You had to be shocked with that, B. 
Uh, I mean, not completely because this this Colts offense is a little bit up and down. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't stunned by it um, because yeah, we've seen this before. Take the Colts, for instance. You look at the 06 Colts with Tony Dungy. And I remember their rush defense was just brutal down the stretch of the regular season. And all we said was, oh, man, you faced the Chiefs, and I think it was Larry Johnson at the time. Oh, they're going to just crush them. And they didn't. And it just kept going on and on and on against the Ravens. Oh, they go at the Ravens, dominant team. And the Colts just found ways to win games, and it was just like a completely shift. It was a completely different defense in the playoffs. So, it's happened before in one game. No, I wasn't completely stunned that they shut the Colts down the way they did. Well, I don't want to spend a lot of time on the Colts because, look, they rushed for 87 yards. Marlon Mack had like 46 of those, and Andrew Locke was 19 for 36. But I want to put that in the back room for a second because when I watch Patrick Mahomes, this guy, to me, is amazing. I mean, I've read all about him, and there was times during the season I said, well, they stopped writing about him already, and Sports Illustrated did like back-to-back weeks on this kid. Because I don't see much of him. When you think about it, we see highlights on TV. But really and truly, I don't get to see many Kansas City Chiefs games. This kid is unbelievable. This kid is, is that gonna- why is that why you want to talk Bengals all the time? You're just watching them. Hmm? Well, I mean, I, I live in the greater Cincinnati area, and all their games are on TV, and it's the hometown team. <laughs> so I watch their games. I mean, come on, look, you lived in South Bend. Who do you watch? You watch Notre Dame. You, you root for the team in the town that you Andy, live in, or you follow Andy, that team. I, uh, Andy, I follow all these. I follow well, the I, main teams in look, college I, football. I was watching Notre Dame. Okay. Come on. I follow I follow the NFL. I follow college football. But the point is this, that I don't get a lot of Kansas City games, right? I mean, They I, got I, Sunday ticket, Andy. What, I know, what are you doing I, over there? Come okay, on. I, don't, I see the highlights of Patrick Mahomes. I watched him yesterday. I thought he was tremendous. 27 for 41, 278. I know he was sacked four times, but what he does, threading the needle, throwing sidearm, uh, avoiding tackles, I just, I, I'm so impressed with this kid. I can't believe it. Everything I've written, everything that has been written and said about him is, is true. That's all I'm going to say. It's true. It sounds like you watched Patrick Mahomes for the first time yesterday. Well, I've seen him. You see clips. I've watched games of him. Yes, I've seen him. But what he did yesterday in a playoff game, no less, his first playoff game, you would think that perhaps maybe he would wilt under that pressure in the first playoff game. That's all I'm saying. Well, I mean, look, uh, Patrick Mahomes, he played well. For This is, again, off of his standards because he threw for 50 touchdown passes. He should be the MVP this season. I'd be very surprised if he wasn't. And he had no TDs yesterday. Yeah, he didn't have any passing touchdowns. But I wouldn't crush him for that. Damian Williams had a great day running the ball. Right. And we'll spend some more time on him. We always hear about, oh, Kareem Hunt, this isn't the same offense. And Kareem Hunt's a special talent, but... At least for yesterday, you didn't miss Kareem Hunt at all with what Damian Williams was able to do, rushing for 129 yards and a touchdown. So I'm not going to crush Patrick Mahomes for no touchdown passes. It was just that he had some brilliant throws, like you're talking about the sidearm throw to Travis Kelsey and the arm angles, and you just see the talent on display. But there were a couple of just wounded ducks out of his hand. And I'm curious next week when they're hosting the AFC Championship game, if you see those amount of bad throws, if you see the same number of bad throws from Patrick Mahomes, that could be enough to open the door for an upset. You know what? That's fine. I'm not here to predict the future. I'm going to talk about the present right now, what I saw yesterday. He was tremendous. He was tremendous. And, I, and again, I don't yeah. know what's going to happen next week. And it, it, weather's a factor because it snowed yesterday during the game in Kansas City, and who knows what's going to happen next week.
That's all I'm saying. And you're right. He, he could throw those lame ducks next week. It may ha- I don't know. And I, as a matter of fact, to be honest with you, I don't care. I know what I saw yesterday, and it was tremendous. And he led that team on his back. And you're right. When, when Hunt was gone, everybody said it's all over for Kansas City. They said he was their offense. And you talk about Travis Kelsey, you know, forget about the McDonald's commercials with him. This guy could probably be, may very well be the best tight end in football. Well, he's up there. There's no doubt. I'm just telling you that Patrick Mahomes was good yesterday. That that wasn't a tremendous performance, especially for his standards. We've seen much more dynamic. And look, I realize it's the weather. It's it's all of those things. But he had a couple of throws where it was just completely un-Mahomes-like. And I'm just curious if we're going to see that going forward because that matters. Matters sure when they does. face either the Patriots or the Chargers who went into that same building and took them down. I tell you what, though, honestly, the saddest thing in that game yesterday when I saw the kicker from the Colts, Adam Vinatieri, oh, missing gosh. a twenty-three yard field goal. <laughs> I mean, to me, and you know, and I'm, and then they showed him, you know, close up on TV. I had no idea his beard was so gray. I mean, he does look like an old man. He Andy, really do does. Do you watch the NFL? They just played a couple of weeks ago at the Tennessee Titans. I know. You, I know. Yeah. I mean, uh, but yeah. still, in all, you look at him and you say, "Wow." You know, honestly, look look what this guy looks like. I well, mean, he I'd looks like this, father time. Something's got to give. Like, either Adam Vinatieri starts making kicks and he can keep the Santa beard. Right. Or if he's going to be missing kicks, he got to get rid of the beard. You can't have both. You can't right. have missed kicks and the beard. Right. There's no doubt about that. And Andrew Luck, the quarterback of the Colts, basically uh, not a Luck performance, but, you know, those for 203 yards. He spoke about his team poor performance after the game. Take a listen to Luck. It seemed, my, you know, myself at the top of us took our turn sort of messing the plays up, you know. And, and, when, and when that's happening and you can't stop the bleeding, it's, it's tough. It's too hard to win on the road against the number one seed uh, in the AFC. So, again, credit to them. I mean, they, they outplayed us. They, they were the better team tonight. They, they certainly were. Well, I mean, they started right behind. The, they, were, they were behind the, the eight ball from the get-go. I mean, come on! It just uh, they, they, Kansas City came out rolling, and I think there were a lot of people at the half saying, "Well, here we go again." Maybe we've seen Kansas City blow halftime leads in the playoffs at home, and maybe, maybe it's going to happen again. But I guess that home field jinx is now over. What are they like? Zero for seven, zero for six in playoff games at home. Well, they lost six in a row at home. Right. They had won games before that, obviously, but you got to go back to the Joe Montana era. Yeah, six straight home playoff losses, and they snapped that streak. That's important because, I mean, there's just a sense, and you might get some of it next week, where oh, here we go again. You know, you can as a player, you can sense that from an entire stadium. Uh, so this win will at least help decrease that a little bit. It could come back. It could come back <laughs> if they they start to lose the AFC Championship game or have a lead, and it starts to go the other way. But I think finally snapping that streak, that does a lot yeah. for really for the home crowd to not have that sense all throughout the building that that's a real thing, Andy. You can sense that. Those okay. players can sense it if the entire crowd is thinking that. You used to see that all the time with the Cubs. You know, there was just yeah. this sense in the crowd like, oh, no, it's happening again. You pick up on that as a player. I'm so glad you brought up the crowd because I remember last night when Andy Reid pointed to the crowd when snowballs were being tossed, and the first thing that came to my mind was yeah. Andy Reid looks like Wilfred Brimley. Oh. Think about that. <laughs> Does he not look Sam like Wilfred Weish Brimley? And your no, no. They mentioned that on TV. I, you know, I, I don't want to hear about that. That's, that's that was news. a great speech, by the way, though, with Sam Weish. We should dig up that audio. You're not from Cleveland. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, it was yeah. great. By memory, this is what, how I remember it. I was describing <laughs> it yesterday. It was something like, if you see someone throwing snowballs, you point them out, well, get them out of the stadium. Something like that. Yeah, get right? them out of here. You're not from yeah. Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, it's great. He's great. Sam was great. I mean, but you know why they did that? Because Cincinnati, I think, is the only team that has an announcer on the field. The guy goes up and down the sidelines with a, with a microphone, and he calls the plays on the field. Everybody else is in a press box. Right, the uh, the touchdown Kansas City guy is on the field? No, no, in Cincinnati. Oh, when, when oh, Sam oh, did that. So, oh. yeah, so Sam grabbed the microphone from him and did that to the crowd. But we have Sam. Let's take a list of Sam Weish. Will the next person that sees anybody throw anything onto this field, point them out, or get them out of here? You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> you don't live in Cleveland. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Oh, Love that's that. great. There we go. <laughs> Brian No, Andy Furman, this is Fox Football Sunday. We'll continue, but don't be surprised if they run all over them. That's next, but first... To our guy, the main man himself, Ralph Irvin, for the latest. Well, thank you very much, Andy. And, of course, we start with the NFL, where the divisional playoffs got started on Saturday. Two games in the nightcap saw the L.A. Rams run all over the Dallas Cowboys, 30-22 to the final. The Rams going for 273 yards on the ground, and they advanced to the NFC title game for the first time since 2002. By the way, they won that title game, and then they went to the Super Bowl and lost to... Adam Venetieri, who you guys were just talking about. Earlier in the day, Kansas City, well, they were happy there in Missouri. The Kansas City Chiefs have beaten the Indianapolis Colts, and now the Chiefs' kingdom will host the AFC Championship for the first time ever. The Chiefs have beaten the Colts 31-13. Chiefs Radio Network with the call there. Four players ran for touchdowns for the Kansas City win. Of course, you need to make good choices, and with True Car, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True Cash offer not available in all areas. In the NBA, a handful of games, quite a bit actually, but Oklahoma City got double doubles. From Russell Westbrook and Paul George, they beat San Antonio 122-112. Minnesota gets 27 points, 27 rebounds from Carl Anthony Towns. They were 110-106 winners over New Orleans. Donovan Mitchell at 34 points. Utah beat Chicago 110-102. And gentlemen, yes, we are just a handful of hours away. Well, tell us how many. Tell us how many. You can't figure it out. Use your fingers to figure it out. Not three. Not four. No, not two, not three, not four. We're about (laughs) six and a half hours away from kickoff as the Chargers are in New England to take on the Patriots. That's a lot better. We'll see you in an hour, Ralph. Thank you so very much. You know, the power shift starts today. We'll get to that in just about a minute, 32 minutes past the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman, and away we go because I'm glad Ralph mentioned that because, first off, we have Bronx Talk Radio in less than 10 minutes. But the charges are at the Patriots today, and it hurts me to say this, that the power shift goes in a different direction today because I think the charges, basically, who are getting four points in this game are going to beat the Patriots today in New England, and that kills me because I I do have a rooting interest because I love their coach, Bill Belichick, the hoodie. So, okay, let me uh, <laughs> let me backtrack to last week because yeah. this might be something to, that's behind this selection of yours. Okay. You had the Ravens. You were strong on the I Ravens. Know, I know I was. To take down the Chargers. So now 
Is this a knee-jerk reaction where you're like, oh, the Chargers, man, look at them, and, and now you expect them to win? Is that what's going well, on here? Well, I do, and I tell you what, I think I picked the Ravens simply because the Ravens back in December beat up on the Chargers 22-10, but Melvin Gordon I don't think played much in that game. What, he had like 12 carries, something like that in that game. Melvin Gordon now, right now, I'm not so certain that the Patriots' run defense can stop the running game of the Chargers. I really don't. Yeah, I just, it's just not a healthy Melvin Gordon right now. Look, the Chargers could have a good game running the ball. I'm not going to sit here and say it's impossible, but it's just not a healthy Melvin Gordon. I think that's advantage Patriots today. I don't think you're going to see Melvin Gordon have a huge game at all. And the next question is, can the Patriots keep Tom Brady clean with uh, Joey Boza and Melvin Ingram? Yeah. I mean, that, that that's a big factor right there. I mean, Tom Brady right now could be on his keister today running for his life. Well, I just think that... We all know the Chargers have a great pass rush, and you can neutralize that pass rush by being balanced and by running the football. And if you can get Sony Michelle to have a good game, uh, the Patriots have a really good shot. Like, I I don't know. It it depends on who you listen to, Mm -hmm. but the people that are on board with the Chargers, and you're not taking it to this degree, Andy, but there are a lot of people on board with the Chargers where it's just like, this is it. This is the end of the road for the Patriots, and... Right. I mean, you don't have to be the more talented team to win games in the NFL playoffs. See Philadelphia Eagles. at home. See Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> right. and they do have talent, but yeah, they haven't been more talented than some of their opponents, certainly. I mean, they weren't more talented last week than the Bears, and they still won a game thanks to, you know, the double doink and the Bears just wetting themselves. You know, it happens. Right. But I think with this Patriots team... Here's the problem, Andy, is a lot of people will compare the Patriots now to the Patriots of a few years ago, and they're not competing against themselves from a few years ago. They're competing against the Chargers and the rest of the team in the AFC playoffs, and if they get through that, they face the team in the NFC in the Super Bowl, right? Like, right. it's not about where they were. It's about who they're facing, and as wide open as it is in the NFL playoffs, they are being completely undersold. Well, it's the same thing when you talk about the the jinx that the Kansas City Chiefs had. Yeah, it's in the back of minds of some, maybe more media people and fans than players. But that's the the the, uh, the hoopla and the pablum that we're fed by broadcasters and talk show hosts and things like that. You're going to hear the fact that you know the Patriots never lose at home and the Chargers are a great road team, and that's true. But it really doesn't mean anything when they toss the coin today in Patriots, you know, in, in New England. It doesn't mean anything. But it's great fodder and it's great note material prior to the game. That's what people argue about and talk about. You make a great point. They talk about the Patriots team in the past. This is not the Patriots team of the past. And remember, Tom Brady did not have a great season, had 11 interceptions this year. Does it mean he's finished? I don't think so. And if they lose today, does it mean the Patriots are finished? I don't think so. And if they win today, people are going to go crazy. Oh, the Patriots are back. You know the no, way it goes. No, they won't say that. No. <laughs> That's the one won't. thing that they'll, will not happen. They'll never admit they're wrong, those people. They'll never admit they're wrong if the Patriots win today, though. No, they'll. If anything, if the Patriots win today, all you'll hear is they won't win next week. Right, right. Good point. Yes. You're not right. going to to hear if you can hear the rose petals being thrown at their feet. Can you hear that? By the way, it's just like a whoosh sound with all the rose. You're not going to get that off of a home playoff win against a very, very talented Chargers team. It'll be all about, well, they're going to lose next week, and the dream is done, and the era is over. and all. 
that's the way it's going to be. The people are, are sick and tired of the Patriots, and they're emotional about it, and they turn into crazy people when they assess the Patriots. Yeah, and that's who do you how it think goes. The, who do you think the Chiefs really want to play in this game? Uh, you know, we talked to Damian Williams last night. You know, the oh. Chiefs running back, he from Salam and I. We interviewed mm. Damian Williams right after the game. And uh, you must not have been listening to that, Andy. You were listening to other radio coverage, it sounds like. Is that what was going on? At the on? game, come on. I'm at post-game. What? Come on, NFL Network. Come on now, really. Yeah, Give thanks for supporting us. Yeah, Thank you're you. leaving us hanging. What did he say? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, I was getting to that. I had to, you know, like badmouth Andy Furman first. And then I was getting... You've been doing it all day so far. It's a great way okay. to start your morning, by the way. Right. But he essentially was like, we're giving the business to one of these teams coming in here because we owe the Patriots, who beat the Chiefs earlier this season in Foxborough, it's like we owe the Chargers, who just beat them in Arrowhead a handful of weeks ago. He's like, I, we're going, we're, gonna, we, we're locked in on whoever wins because they both beat us this year, and they want to get back. They want to get even with them. So he was politically correct. That's what he was. You know? well, he and took I, it a step further because I, I, I brought it up. It wasn't like, hey, who would you rather face? Because we get the same answer Every time, you know, it's like, sure. hey, it doesn't matter whoever's there. That's who we're going to prepare for. I set it up where I was like, I know you're not going to tell me who you'd rather face, but the Chargers just came in there. They were down by two touchdowns. They came back in your own building and beat you guys. If it so happens to be your divisional rival, you got to be, you know, like salivating about that. Right. And he was like, look, man, the Patriots beat us, too. So we're ready to take down either of these two teams. So he actually was a little bit more colorful than your normal. It doesn't matter whoever's there. That's but only opponent. one team yeah. beat them in Kansas city. So, right. Yeah. I think it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty obvious. They don't want to play the. Track. Well, it was a point it was 29, 28. That score was, I mean, it was a great game, but that's the way it goes. I mean, and look, it was a gutsy call in that game, but I'm going to go back to what Brian said about the Patriots and the Patriot haters. Those people that say, oh, uh, they're going to lose next week, you know what it is? 99% of those people want them to lose. I don't think there's any logic in, in predictions on those people's minds. It's just that they want them to lose. They're not going to say why. They won't give you a reason why the Patriots will lose or if they'll lose today or what if they'll lose next week. It's just that they want them to lose. Well, I mean, it's born in emotion. That's where it starts is their people are just sick and tired of the Patriots. But there are logical reasons to point to and factors to say, hey, they're not going to win because of this and that. So it's not only emotion, Andy. You can point to, gosh, look at their offense. No Josh Gordon. You've got Gronk losing a step. Right. You don't have dynamic playmakers around Tom Brady, at least in the passing game, with Julian Edelman Julian, not being right. what he once was. It goes on and on and on. There are right. legitimate reasons to point to. If they face the Chiefs next week, if they're able to beat the Chargers, Gosh, look at all the pressure that the Chiefs put on you offensively. All their playmakers, you know? So, and if they play defense even close to what they did against the Colts, that can be a tough uphill climb for the Patriots. There are legitimate logical reasons to right. point to. And I ask you this, the big question of the day, who do you like in this game today? It's tough, man. I lean Patriots because it's Foxborough. They're at home. I think they're going to come up with a few wrinkles where maybe they have a trick play or two. They got something weird up their sleeve. Julian Edelman completes a pass. You know, something random will happen. And this Chargers team, although they are very, very talented, we've seen this song and dance before. They've right. had uber talented teams that have wet themselves in the playoffs as well. And I don't want to be stuck in the past because that couldn't, 
That might not matter at all today. But I just think heading into this game, if Sony Michelle is able to run the ball effectively, I do like the Patriots defense. I'm gonna I'm gonna side with them at home against the the very, very talented Los Angeles Chargers. So let me summarize this for a second, if I may, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what I'm hearing now, not so much personnel, but coaching may be the difference in this game, that you're saying some wrinkles will be on the Patriots' side, and that, to me, is coaching. Well, I mean, uh, I, I don't want to make it sound like I think Anthony Lynn is a hack or something like that. It's just that I think Anthony Lynn's done a fantastic job. If you're asking me about wrinkles and like a trick play, it's certainly the Patriots. We've seen this time and time and time again. The way they lined up against the Ravens where tight ends are lining up as tackles, you know, the wrinkles. Like last year, there were some trick plays uh, again in the playoffs, you know? So right. it happens a lot with the Patriots. I would expect something like that today that could be a big moment in this game. Sounds great. Brian No, Andy Furman, we're rolling along. We call it Fox Football Sunday. It's an exercise for your lungs. We call it Bronx Talk Radio. And it's next. Bronx Talk Radio coming right up about 11 minutes before the top of the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian Noam, Andy Furman, of course. We're brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard will not hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. And your host, directly from the Bronx, the one and only, Sammy K. Guys. Guys. It's time to channel your inner New Yorker. We want to hear all the irrationalities you can spew on the hottest topics of the day. Up yours, you Get out of here. Here's something we like to call Bronx Talk Radio. Hosted by the great Sammy K. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. And you bums are not all that delightful. And since I got no choice to go, let me crow, let me crow, let me crow. All right. After their divisional round, lost to the Rams in L.A. We saw it. How should we feel about this Dallas Cowboys team moving forward? Back up for a second Whoa. over there. What the hell did that intro have to do with your freaking question over there, Sammy K? What is that it's over there? It's snowing huh? all yeah. over the country. And if you can't what sing it, it though, have to do with the freaking Rams and Cowboys from last night. You losing it? And if you it? can't sing it, don't say it. Good God. I'm, I'm introducing you guys. It's oh, my way. Uh, We're going back to the uh, Christmas time, uh, you know. I uh, got the let it snow, let it snow, let me yeah, crow. Let's leave crow. it in the past. Let's leave it yeah. in the past. It's in the past. All right, there's uh, snow all over the place. What are we feeling about this Dallas Cowboys team? That's a good segue, <laughs> What huh? the hell does the snow have to do with the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> I got to huh? start somehow. Do you Jamokes think Dallas fans were happy with this season? Or oh, yeah, still yeah. I think they were ecstatic losing by eight points on the road against the Rams. Yeah, yeah but they're they, just like, hey, give us one playoff win and we're happy. And what's their they got prize? five Super Bowl trophies over there, Sammy K. You tell me cool. if you think they're happy. Come on. They can't put together more than one playoff win. They got they haven't made a real run since the 90s. Let's not kid yeah, ourselves. The only run they had is to the restroom. That's, That's the only right. run. They got the runs. Hey, I'll tell you right. They're lucky yeah. they're even the playoffs because in the division they play in, anybody can win that division with the Giants and Redskins in there. That's the problem. That's the problem. You got the Cowboys. Boys that were in it, and you have the Eagles who are playing today. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it I'm looked, impressed. Yeah, that looked like a pile of gabagool. You know what I'm saying? A pile of dung. A pile of dung. What are we yeah, doing man. over here? Did you guys say my name? Hey, 
Hey, wow. quickly, Brian, I want to ask you, what do you think about this guy they might hire down in Miami? Uh, what's his name? What's this Jamoke's name? Uh, Brian Flores. Is this uh, uh, maybe a reaction to having had Adam Gase there, an offensive guy? Are they going defense? Are they scared off from the offensive guy? Yeah, what they tell you is it's not as much offense, a defensive background. They want a guy who's a true head coach, whether that's Brian Flores or not. Time will freaking tell. But that's what they're going with, Sammy K. That's all I can tell you. You know what they want? I'll tell you what they want. Everybody wants osmosis. You know what osmosis is? You know, to learn something from someone you're next to. They think that because he's next to Belichick, he's going to be like Belichick. It doesn't work that way. There's only one Belichick. And they're doing the same thing with Sean McVay in L.A. Everybody who's had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay can now be a coach. Well, he finally won his playoff game, so now Sean McVay's wearing that king crown again, I'm telling you. All right, yeah. quickly. Uh, we're speaking of hires here. Uh, the Broncos what? picked Vic Fangio. And uh, not the Vic Fangio who, who lives on North 45th Street, <laughs> who I owe money to, who's going to break my kneecaps. Who cares about Vic Fangio? Well, was he a good hire? Yeah. Stink! What's with the who Kubiak? Cares? Why did Kubiak fa- fall through? He was going to be his offensive coordinator. What Why didn't you there? read us another poem and put us to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to bring up the snow again, but you guys you got so sore over that. freaking snow again, huh? Most out of time. Any thoughts about the Vic Fangio, huh? Not a Fangio. I'm not bad about Vic, Vic Fangio. Fangio. I don't like That's that guy. That's my thoughts. Ooh, my goodness. Cares. All right. I'm afraid of that guy. Well, we're done I think in he was this on town. the Sopranos. We're done in this town. Yeah. Admit it. You didn't think they'd be here today. We'll get to that in just about a minute. But right now, it's time to say, yes, it is that time. Good morning, America. It's Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian Noah. I'm Andy Furman. And away we go. Hour number two. This man, who is my partner and friend, in fact, is the hardest working man in radio today. I could back that up. But I'll let him tell you right now. Here he is, my guy, Brian Noah. Hello, B. Good to be with you here, Andy Furman. Always a pleasure, my man. Yes. Looking forward yes. to the dreams of Nick Foles crashing and burning, you know, and, and not wow. so much. I don't wish ill for Nick Foles. It's just all these hack people that want to prop up this dude who's a great backup, maybe the greatest backup in the history of the game, but not anywhere near a true franchise quarterback heading forward. You tell me this, Andy Furman, if the yes. New York Giants, if the Jacksonville Jaguars, if one of these quarterback starved teams picked up Nick Foles, who's fooling people into thinking he's a franchise quarterback, you think he's going to do a world of good, huh? You think he's the difference maker? And the Giants, he might be. On the Giants, he oh, might be. Oh, come might on. Be. And let me, let me just stop you for a second. The greatest backup in the history of the NFL, in my mind, was Earl Morrow. Earl Morrow may have been the greatest backup. No. Stop. Oh, come on. Please. Please. No. All right. No, fine. We move no. Now tell me who. Tell me who. Greatest uh, backup. Very well might be Nick Foles. I mean, who's had, who's had the backup run of Nick Foles being a Super Bowl MVP? Correct me if I'm wrong. Earl Morrow, never Super Bowl MVP, right? But he nope. came in nope. there and he... But listen, but what did Nick Foles do? He just came in at the end. He came in at the end of both seasons, where Earl Morrow basically took for the entire season. Basically, he did. And but then it, what it, happened it, at the end? I, I understand. But you know what? You're right. If, in fact, Nick Foles wins today, I may push aside Earl Morrow. I might. He's not going to win today. You don't, you don't uh, have to push aside your beloved Earl Morrell. You know? I mean, I have the, the be- I'm not, he's not beloved. I'm just telling you, you talk <laughs> about guys that have been great backups. He's one of them. One of the great backups in the National Football League. But well, yes. I'll just say this. As far as Nick Foles goes, he's had an outstanding run. I do think it is propped up just because, goodness, you listen. I was listening to Jonas before our show started, and he's right. Jonas who? Jonas is a Bears fan. Oh, Jonas Knox? Yeah, Jonas Knox. Who? (laughs) And and he's right. Like I was saying the same things this week. 
is you look at all of the things that magically fell into place for Nick Foles last week against the Bears. Like the two-point conversion that the Bears miss earlier in the game, the the missed kick at the end. He shouldn't even have a pulse in terms of a playoff pulse this week. But he week, got credit. He gets credit for the win, and that's the way quarterbacks are. They get all look, the credit for the win. They do. That's what quarterbacks do. I get it. It was a great drive at the end. I won't shortchange him on props there. Fourth and goal. He hits Golden Tate. It's a nice drive. That's a pressure moment. So I give him props for that. But it's like people have amnesia about what happened earlier in the game. As it pertains to the future, Andy. And this is the only reason I bring it up. Right. When you're throwing an interception in the Bears end zone into quadruple coverage, okay? That is a horrible formula going forward for long-term success. Like, it has an expiration date. He is like the Cadillac of Ryan Fitzpatrick's. That's Yeah, Nick and we've Foles. said that. And we've said that. But you know what, though? I, I would hope that just back off just a drop of beating him up. Back off just I'm not a, a beating drop. him up. I'm just telling oh, really? you he's really? not a franchise quarterback. And, and we know that. And people a- that are just drooling over the guy as if he is, you're out of your mind. Well, he, of course he's not. He's a journeyman and he's a backup. That's what he is. And he's a damn good backup because look what he's done for Philadelphia. Look, and I think that the, yeah. the clock strikes 12 today. I really do. However, I go back. History sometimes teaches us something. Back in November, I think it was week 11, the Saints beat the Eagles 48-7. However, that game was, in fact, in New Orleans, like today's game is in New Orleans. But it's a different Eagles team today. Are they better? I think they're stronger. I think they're healthier. But you know what? Still in all, I don't think the Eagles have the manpower or the talent to beat New Orleans today, and they're getting eight points. So at least the people in Vegas are in the same truck as I am and with you. Eight points, that, that's a lot. That's a lot in a playoff game. It is. It's a lot. But uh, I really think as much as we spend time talking about Foles and Breeze and the skill position players and all that, I think a lot of this game comes down to – who does what up front. It's about the battle in the trenches. And if the Saints offensive line is able to play well, which is very possible, it is a wrap because they're going to be balanced. They're going to be able to run and throw. You unleash Kamara and Mark Ingram in that running game and use Kamara in the passing game as well. If you look at that secondary of the Eagles, good Lord, if Mitch Trubisky is carving them up in the second half and Avante Maddox... You just run a double move on the guy, and he's going to bite every time. Drew Brees is going to eat them alive if he has time, and I believe he will. And he did last time. The last time he played, he did. Look, but I'll go back to Nick Foles. Last week, he was sacked only one time against that great Bear defense. He threw for 266. He completed over 60% of his passes, yet he did have two interceptions. But I'll tell you what he does have. He's got some pretty good receivers on the offensive side of the ball, and Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, and Golden Tate. He's got those. Will he have the time to complete passes to them? I don't know, because the the pass rush has gotten a lot better in New Orleans. It really has. Well, yes, it has. And listen, Cameron Jordan's one of the most... Uh, under-publicized sack artists in the NFL. And, and Rankin's too. football player. Yeah, Rankin. Sheldon Rankin's a good yeah. player as well. Um, and, and, you know, you moved up to get Marcus Davenport for a reason. It's for games like this and possibly games next week, more importantly, as long as they're able to win today against Jared Goff and company with a high-profile passing attack. So we'll see. You know, Marcus Davenport can make a big impact in the playoffs. Um, but... 
It's it's about this rushing attack of the Eagles as well. If you look at the Saints, number one rush defense in football. So if you make the Eagles one-dimensional and the Eagles have a really hard time running the football, now right. it's all on Nick Foles. And that's a tough ask to match points with Drew Brees when – if he has time, he's going to carve that secondary. And up, more man. than that, not only does he have Michael Thomas, he's got somewhat of a healthy Ted Ginn Jr. back as well. So they got a big boost with that. So I think everything is pointing towards the Saints. And look, I hate to bring history into it, but I think sometimes you have to. The Saints have never lost a home playoff game. Never lost a home playoff game. Now, look, we talked about the Kansas City Magic that they had that jinx. They were like 0-6 in home playoff games. That That is something of a cloud over the coaches' heads, and I think that filters down to players. They know about that. They really do. And believe me, I guarantee you, if I was a fly on the wall in that locker room last night in Kansas City, an arrowhead, and I had that big lead at halftime, the coaching staff would say, hey, Let's not get the foot off the pedal. Remember what's happened here in the past. That comes up, and so does the fact that, that New Orleans has never lost a home playoff game. I Honestly, Andy, this is not to be argumentative. I don't think it matters one bit today in terms of how the Eagles approach this game. You think the Eagles are heading into this game timidly? They just won a Super Bowl last season, you know? They took down the best the NFL has to offer. Why would they be like, in this moment, after they beat the Bears and they've got the magic and it's momentum and all, why'd they be like, wait a minute? The Saints haven't lost at home. In no, the no, I'm like, just saying that. <laughs> no, I think the gamblers look at that. I don't think the Eagles look at that oh, at all. Okay. You know what? I thought you were talking about the Eagles. No, like no I, I guarantee you. And all you, you uh, go to each individual player on the Philadelphia Eagles. They have no idea about that stat. And maybe even the coaching staff has no idea about that stat. Media knows about that stat, and perhaps fans in New Orleans know about that stat. And it means nothing. As soon as you enter that locker room, throw it out the door. It means nothing. And believe me, the Eagles are coming into this game with a ton of confidence. They really are, knowing the fact that they lucky to be there, but they're there and they're rolling right now. Yeah. Well, you don't like that. You don't like today. that they're there. I hate that they're there. I'll be I know honest you with you. Like I wanted no, my why? prediction to be hate? right. Like, but here's the thing, Andy. Let me be honest with you. Please do. Yeah, I, I, I've rooted against the Eagles. I wanted my bold prediction of the Eagles missing the playoffs to be correct, and I was oh so close. Yeah, if not for the freaking Bears playing their guys in Week 17 and Kirk Cousins not getting it done, and all, but that's ancient history, right? I didn't want them to get to the playoffs. They are there. I would have loved for them to lose last week. But they didn't, and the Bears, they went to the next degree of helping the Eagles out they sure did. by the double doink, right? So oh. the Eagles are here, but I, I, honestly, Andy, I can put my rooting interest to the side. I know you're, it could be hard for you to believe this, but <laughs> everything I'm saying about Nick Foles or the Eagles isn't born out of emotion. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I'm rooting against them like crazy, but I'll give you a no BS assessment of where they are as a football team and where Nick Foles is as a quarterback. And I just don't see them matching points today against Drew Brees and company. That's not anything that's I agree with you. emotional. I yeah. agree with you. I, I think that today the Saints are going to get it rolling and rolling early. I think they could roll over this team big time. It could be an embarrassment. I really do. No matter how, how much, I guess, momentum you think the Eagles may have. And I'm going to say one thing about Nick Foles. Yeah, he's a journeyman. Yeah, he's a backup guy. But I'll tell you right here and now, he could be a starter for at least three or four teams in the NFL. He yeah, can be. and he'd be a lackluster starter well, for perhaps. those three or four teams and in the NFL. There's many lackluster starters right now in the NFL. That's there great. Are. Like, 
Okay, so he's better than bad quarterbacks. Outstanding. Here's a cookie for you. Like, but if you know I what? hear that again, I'm going to lose my mind. As, like, much well, as, I, as, as much as your disdain is for Nick Foles, you have to give him some credit as what he's accomplished. Yes, he was I lucky. He, he got a I horseshoe off his rear end last week against the Bears. Right, I understand exactly. that. That's why it matters going forward. Like, that's what people get twisted. I'm not shortchanging him on props for the here and now. Especially that postseason run to win the Super Bowl and be a, a Super Bowl MVP. Tremendous. It was amazing. It was Tremendous. outstanding. It was great. But going forward, if you think this is a long-term formula for success, you're just not being objective. You're caught in a moment thinking throwing a pick into quadruple coverage is going to be like this great formula for success. And the other thing, I'll say this real quickly, Andy, that isn't taken into account when it comes to Nick Foles, like the difference maker going forward. It's a much different ball game if he gets picked up in the offseason and he goes to a team and he's expected to be the franchise quarterback. Like, we're giving you the keys. You lead us to the promised land, Nick Foles. It's your show. That is so much different than being the backup guy filling in for Carson Wentz when people are looking at you like, well, is he going to get it done? I don't think he's going to get it done. It's not the same pressure as being expected to win. Think about the Eagles this year, Andy. I understand, but let me ask you this. The reason that the Eagles were struggling at the first half of the season is because they were expected to win. And then all of a sudden when Foles gets inserted into the lineup because Carson Wentz gets hurt, they're not expected to do anything. And now they start picking up wins left and right. Like, it's a different deal when you, you are know, that, that is such a, win. That's such a foolish statement on your part. Expected You're to win. You're out of who, your mind. Who expected what, you them to win? nothing to what, do what, with what, anything? No. Expected to win? Every time you put that uniform on and every Sunday you want to win and you think you're going to win. Now, we say expected. Who? The fans? The media? Who's expecting them to win? Yeah, really? What, what does that mean? down there, Furman, I'll tell you. Like, listen to you coming up with the Dukes raise and everything. Yes, they were defending Super Bowl champions. Right. They were one of the favorites to repeat as Super Bowl champions, okay? Yeah, we're talking about the media. We're talking about fans. We're talking about expectations. They had high expectations, not just from fans and media, for themselves. Sure. And because of those expectations, they weren't able to perform earlier in the season. And you're it telling me that just it, until the they Carson, didn't have those expectations. And if the Carson Wentz got hurt, you're saying that the expectations went down the drain? They didn't think they'd win? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying from the outside looking in, well, no, we didn't give them a chance. It's not the same pressure. If you think it's the same dynamic as being expected to win versus not expected to win, you're just not paying attention. No, no, because when Nick Foles came in after the injury, people were saying, well, can he do the magic again? They they expected to do what he did last year. Let me ask a question that's about Nick a, Foles. That's not an expectation, Andy. You uh, wouldn't have a, you wouldn't frame it you, in a question if you're you were talking semantics it. right now. You're talking semantics. I'm not going to go down that road, but I will say this: You're a general manager. Who do you want quarterbacking? A winner like Nick Foles or Blake, Blake Bortles? Tell See, me who now would you that's take. That's the dumbest thing to me, Andy. Like, Why? Oh, okay. So he's better than Blake Bortles. Who the hell cares? Right? He's because you than you Blake Bortles. Okay, so you that's look at Nick Foles. Of, you call him Nick oh, Foles. Okay. You, oh, we oh. need Foles. He's arrived. He's better than Blake Bortles. Come no, on. I'm trying Stop, to defend. Give me a legitimate quarterback no, and ask me if no, he's better than that guy. No, I can't. He's not better than Tom Brady. He's not better than a lot of quarterbacks. But the point exactly. is this. You put this guy in the in the garbage heap. He's a proven winner. He won. He won an MVP he's won in the Super Bowl. in the short term. And oh. the best you can do, that proves my point, is to say, well, is he better than Blake Bortles? Like, that? <laughs> 
you like, know what? That's though, honestly, we're starting with we wouldn't even be, Nick Foles. We wouldn't even be talking about this. Yeah, we wouldn't even be talking about this today if the Eagles weren't in the playoffs. But your disdain, your hatred, your venom towards the Eagles and Blake Bortles because of your personal ego that they're in the playoffs no, is showing. No, it's showing through. Up. You're making no, stuff. Let me it answer. sounds hey, that way. It hey, does. Hey, he's better than Case Keenum. Nick Foles has arrived. He's better than. Case. But you said he couldn't start in the NFL. <laughs> I'm telling you, he can. There are teams that he can Andy, start on. Andy, yes, he can start in the NFL, and he's going to be comparable to those lackluster starters. Right. Exactly. I agree. I agree with you. We were just saying that he can start. Will he be successful? I don't think so. I don't think he's going to be If he goes to Denver, will he be successful? I don't think so. But he can start. That's all I'm saying. He can start. <laughs> okay, hey, Ryan Fitzpatick started. Start. Ryan awesome. Fitzpatrick was successful in short spurts. Nick Foles has been successful in short spurts. Right? You know what he is? He's Joe Flacco going forward. Joe Flacco was a Super Bowl MVP. He had this outstanding Defense. run to the Super Bowl. No, no, no. He had 11 but, touchdowns and zero interceptions. It wasn't just the strength of a running game and strength of a defense. He was an absolute asset when they won the Super Bowl. He was a Super Bowl MVP. And then going forward, he wasn't even close to that guy. That's Nick Foles. He is Joe Flacco. There we go. And we'll tell you what, we'll leave that for the public to decide on Twitter. They could do that at The No Show. We'll read them at The NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR. Or we'll take your calls and see what you have to say on this. 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. And, of course, our lineup, we'll have bottom barrel betting at the end of this hour. Hour number three, the Sheik himself, Alex Marvez, Fox Sports Radio's NFL insider. Follow that with nose picks. A very stimulating argument on a Sunday morning. We continue. We continue. We love this because a win today could create a major problem. That's next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Stop yelling at me! From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. The real losers could be you. We'll get to that in just about a minute. 23 past the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Fremwood, kindly brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. And if I may, Mr. No, if I may, my good friend and partner, I want to clarify some things because Justin Vance just tweeted us and said, sorry for a ball, I'm with no one. This falls is a 27th to 32nd rated quarterback. I agree! He's a journeyman. He's a backup. He's had some magic twinkled on him, magic dust on him. That's what he is. I'm not saying he's a starter. I'm not saying he's an MVP. He did win the MVP in the Super Bowl. Good for him. It's a once in a lifetime. He got struck by lightning. So please understand, I'm not pushing for, for Nick mm-hmm. Foles to be mm-hmm. the, the next Johnny Unitas. Please believe me, Brian. Mm-hmm. Please believe me. I don't please. believe you at all. It, like oh. you're just, you're propping this guy up. You're trumpeting no, him. You're pushing back. You were yelling at me. You're yelling at me when I tell you that he's not a franchise quarterback. I agree with you. That's why I yelled at you. <laughs> Where's the yelling for? Where's the yelling coming from? I didn't face. hear any support. Like, yeah, you're uh, right. No, he is a right. franchise you're quarterback. Right. I just heard yelling and pushback from you. Can you let, me, let me give you a hug. I'm sorry. Are you mad at All me? Right. I apologize. No, it's, no, no I'm dying. Hey, by the way, sports here. Come by on. the way, Jeff Tuttle tweets us. He says, I think Nick Foles will become Nick Folds today. F-O-L-D-S. I agree, Jeff. I agree. The guy's a bum. The guy's a journeyman oh bum. God. He got lucky. He's a bum. You're all right? a bum. No, come on. He's not a bum. Like, I'm going the other way I, now. I he's a to, bum. <laughs> I have to stand up for Nick Foles when it comes to that now. Like, listen, I think here's what happened. You, It took a tweet from Justin Vance, who has supported our, this show for quite some time. Yeah, I, I it just took that tweet him from too. him for you to see the light. You just wanted to like spar with me. You don't want to hear what I had to say. It took Justin Vance no. for you to see the light when it comes to Nick Foles. Not true. I, I, I will say this. I think this whole Nick Foles conversation would never have been brought up if the Eagles did not make the playoffs. And you're just upset a little bit. And if the Eagles didn't make the playoffs, Andy. we'd be hearing you banging your chest like, I was right. I was right. I told you so. I told you. So I can't win. I can't Andy. win with you either way. All right. Here's the thing. Please tell me. There's only so much you can carry the I told you so stuff. Like, it would be obnoxious to be like, if the Eagles miss the playoffs and we're in the divisional round, <laughs> how could I shoehorn that into the conversation? I'd just be a jerk at that point. So, no, I wouldn't be sitting here like, I told you this and I called it. I really wouldn't. I promise you that. Maybe a little bit, but I would have dragged it out weeks after the fact. But the thing is... Like, you're making this out to be something that it isn't. Like, you you have me as this emotional wreck when it comes to (laughs) Nick Foles, and they're still in the playoffs right now. And, like, look, I'll be honest with you. 
he's in the playoffs, and the reason we're talking about it is because it's a talking point. Like, people bring this up in conversation quite a bit. Who do you think Nick Foles could play for? And like, all I'm telling you is this. If you want to make him your quarterback and you are saying he's our franchise going forward, you're going to see a different product. Than of course, seen I agree. At his I, peak with the Eagles. I said it just before. I said the reason why they're in the playoffs because he had a horseshoe up his rear end. He did. He had two interceptions last week. They were lucky to win. And look, he's getting the credit for it. God bless him, okay? The, the, the guy, he's probably as shocked as anybody else that things have happened to him like this. Believe me, he's a journeyman. He's Ryan Fitzpatrick without the beard. That's what he is. <laughs> well, he's Ryan Fitzpatrick without the beard and with a ring, you know? Thank you. With Thank the you. Super Bowl MVP. So, yeah, he's, I've, he's the Cadillac of Ryan Fitzpatrick, Thank you know, models. We agree. Like, that, that's you. where he's at. You're right. So, I'm yeah. with you. By the way, I don't know what he, I don't know why you yelled at me so much I'm, for that. I, I, I'm, a yelling, I'm, I'm a yeller. I'm a yeller and screaming. I'm, I thought we were doing Bronx Talk Radio. I forgot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network. All, all we needed was uh, Sammy K to no. talk about snow no. and transition somehow to a game in LA. I don't, you know. Yeah. Right. To snow. Right. Ian Rappaport from the NFL Networks reporting the Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski will strongly consider retirement after this year. People close to him say, and they wonder if he'll go the other way this time. Let's talk to our guy the. The goon himself, Gavin. Are you opinion? You got some uh, thoughts on this? Yeah, yeah. Our no, NFL I've been insider. I've been thinking about this this week actually with the game. If the Patriots lose, there's a couple factors. I don't want to be the dynasty's over guy, but Gronk has talked about retirement for a couple years now, at least since 2017, and so you can definitely see him retiring or the Patriots cutting him because he's not the same guy he used to be. And right. then the other thing you got to think about. Patriots still don't have a backup quarterback unless you want to roll with Brian Hoyer. Um, and that, is that going to be a thing where Tom Brady's going, you know, up to Bill Belichick? Hey, I don't want to use our, our first round pick on a on a quarterback. I want to win now. I want to win now. And and that's going to be an interesting dynamic. You know, yes, are they going to you know try to maybe get Josh Rosen or something? We'll see. Well, we'll see what Good point. By the way, they're talking about the Patriots. They're playing the Chargers today, one o five p.m. Eastern time, and that game, in fact. Uh, let's see. That game, I believe, is on CBS. That game is on CBS 105 this afternoon. Patriots are 8-0 at home. The Chargers love the road. The Chargers are 7-2 on the road, including a 23-17 wildcard win at Baltimore last week. The NFL, however, is concerned, get this, about the Chargers hosting an AFC championship game in that tiny Dignity Health Sports Park, which is formerly StubHub, 27,000 seats. And get this, there's some talk in the NFL. They said last month there were internal discussions about possibly playing Sunday night and Monday night championship games in the event both the Rams and Chargers hosted conference title games. Now, the Rams will host one, right? Now, the Chargers host the conference title game, both being played at the Rams' L.A. Memorial Coliseum. This would be some slap on the face to the fans who have season tickets. Correct? Yeah, well, but the Chiefs won yesterday, so oh, we Chiefs can just won. cancel oh, yeah. all that. <laughs> right. you got to run that by me first, Andy. You can't, no, but the point is this. On. It was pretty ugly, though. It was pretty ugly. I mean, think about this. They were even talking about that. The fact that they talked about that kind of upset me. That's why I'm bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I, all right. Also, uh, no, really. I mean, you read the story, didn't you? I mean, well, no, no I, yes. I, I, it's news to me. I hadn't heard. Oh, you hadn't about heard that. about this? Yeah, they kind of no. kept it quiet. I thought the league kept it quiet. I read this. I think it was on CBS Sports. Jason Lockenfora had that. No, CBS then, Sports. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
What I was thinking about, though, with that story is I don't think the league wanted the Chargers to host that game in the AFC Championship oh, game. Boy. So personally, I know tinfoil hat. Oh, personally, boy. I was happy to see the Chiefs goal. win. That means we will not see as many phantom calls helping the Patriots out. Oh, okay. Listen, hey, let me just this. Did you it, see oh, the, the call in Okun last week? I mean, the, you know, there, there were some calls last week in the Charger game that made me think, hey, I don't okay. think they want to. You're, you're a tremendous Listen Charger fan. Wow. You're, you're a big Listen time Charger this. fan, right? Have you been to this uh, health sports parks, formerly StubHub? Have you yeah, been there? Yeah, I, I will always call it StubHub. Okay. It, 27,000 a- seats. They play soccer over there. Why would the NFL be concerned? It's because it won't look good on TV. Is that the reason? Yeah. Why would the, they be concerned? Well, the NFL wants to think that they are the biggest, baddest, you know, thing around. And if there's only 30,000 people in the stands. Now, they did get creative over the last year and a half. I noticed that they would make the stadium look really full, especially full of Charger fans, which it never was. I think the Ravens game, or no, that was even, uh, the Ravens game was was here. I think that was the most packed house. But no, the the league did not want that look. This this is something that... Uh, Russell Okung, he was the uh, the offensive tackle who right. was whistled for holding against the Baltimore Ravens. I wish I could find the cut because I used to have it. It's the uh, the Chargers broadcasting team when right. that call was made because Melvin Gordon rushed for a first down. It was something like third and seven, whatever it was. You rushed mm-hmm. for a first down. It would have ended the game, third and five, whatever. And uh, it Russell Okung was whistled for holding. The Chargers broadcasting team was like, what's he doing? Like, Melvin Gordon was right by him. He had no reason to do that. He just shouldn't have done that. That was the Chargers' home call. They were all over Russell Okung. Yeah, but see, and the- Russell Okung came in channeling his inner Gavin Kinzel <laughs> after the game. He was like, yeah, the league doesn't want us to host a playoff game. It was That's a why all these very, calls get out of here. It was a very ticky-tack call that didn't even help Gordon out because he was already four yards in front of him. And they called he shouldn't that have done to it. keep like, the, but you just know don't what? Though? Hook the guy. You was, didn't yeah, need was, to do it. It's on Okung. It's not just the officiating. No, absolutely. But there's time and place. I can look. I was fighting with a reporter on this on Twitter last night. Look at my mentions. Uh, there was a, a Derek Watt Jeez. touchdown they took away, and then they <laughs> oh, placed it. They didn't even put it at the goal oh, line. They put it at the Lord. one. Oh, All right. Boy. I'm just saying. I think that's out of hand now because they don't have to worry about that. Could the Chargers favor, are going to be on the road. Cut off my mic. I'm going away. That's fine. I'll just get my backpack. No, no, no. That's fine. You can leave the mic. Just just take, take your Chargers helmet off. Oh, yeah. Really, just do that. Take what should I do off. about my uh, my underwear? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to go down. There. I'm not going down. There. All right, Brian. No, Andy Furman. Phone calls. Welcome here at eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. And of course, speaking of moving. This is getting to be like musical chairs. We'll explain that. But first to our guy who never moves, Ralph Irvin for the latest. I move, but uh, not as fast as the L.A. Rams did. Final lead from Jared Goff. Sean McVay, the youngest coach in NFL history to win a postseason game. The story of the week in the NFL. Who is the next Sean McVay? Not the Rams' concern. They've got the original. They've got the win. 30-22 30-22 over the Dallas Cowboys. Next stop, the NFC Championship game. 93-1 Jack mm. FM and the Rams radio network with the call as L.A. ran for 273 yards and beating the Cowboys 30-22. to And, yeah, Andy, the Kansas City Chiefs, by the way, did win yesterday 31-13, securing a home playoff game in the AFC Championship game. It will not be anywhere else. It will be there. Just so you know. <laughs> 
By the way, the NFL also had to abandon that plan because they didn't want a half-empty L.A. Coliseum because that's about how much the Chargers would have played. No, it is. It is. Wow. Just saying. Okay. They don't draw too much. But Kansas City will host the AFC title game after beating the Colts 31-13. It's their first home playoff win since 1993. And for the first time in the history of the franchise, they will host the AFC championship. In the NBA, Sacramento surprised Charlotte 104-97 to Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, each with 21 points. Double-doubles for Russell Westbrook and Paul George. Oklahoma City beat San Antonio 122-112. And Carl Anthony Towns, 27 points, 27 rebounds. Minnesota beats New Orleans 110-106. And yes, we are just five and a half hours away from the continuation of is. the divisional there round. There it is. The New England Patriots hosting the L.A. Chargers. The winner will travel once again to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs in the AFC title game. So we'll be back to Brian and Andy in just a moment. But first, a word from Farmers. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to Farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now let's send it back to Andy Furman and Brian No. Thank you. See you in just about an hour, Ralph. There we go. He is Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday. About 33 minutes past the hour. And we're getting very passionate here, B. We're getting very passionate because we got bottom barrel betting coming up in less than seven minutes. But we do have a caller. His name is Richard. Richard, you're on with Brian No. and Andy Furman on Fox Football Sunday. Hello, Rich. Hello, hello. You know, I think I know what's going to happen in this game today, the Chargers and the uh, Patriots, Patriots. Yes, what's going to happen? I think that what's going to happen is what happened two weeks ago when you saw Brady down on his knees after the game because they had like two and a half minutes to go in the game and he could not come back and bring him back like he usually does. I think the same thing's going to happen today. They're going to lose by probably seven. He won't be able to come back again. And after the game, we're going to hear the biggest surprise ever. Bill Belichick is going to announce his retirement. And later in the week, Tom Brady's going to do the same. And unfortunately, it will be the end of the dynasty of the uh, New England Patriots. I'm going to write that down. We'll see if it comes true. Now, Brian, what do you think? Uh, I know you're... you're rack pl- him. Are you, uh, do you agree on that? I mean, I, I don't no. think that's going to happen. First of all, I think they're going to win. I think I mean I love Philip Rivers and I think he deserves he he's he, 15 years in the league and I'll let him move on in the playoffs but I don't think it's going to happen in Foxborough yeah, today. It worked for you last week. Keep picking against him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. I, know. <laughs> I, I can see the Chargers winning today. That wouldn't be stunning. I'm picking the Patriots, but I could see a Chargers win. I just don't see everything else that Rich is talking about. No, I don't With think Belichick's Belichick going to retire. And Brady no. retiring. No. I don't see the trifecta of a Patriots loss and two retirements. <laughs> I can see Gronk maybe retiring. Maybe Gronk because of health reasons, of course. Yeah. But but as far as Brady, he said he wanted to play till he's 50, which I know it's a it's a reach, but I think he'll play next year. I really do. And Belichick, uh, he'll, what's he going to do? I mean, these guys, what is he going to do? He's a coach. He's born the coach. That's what he's going to do. Chris in Kentucky in the Bluegrass State wants to talk to Brian Owen, Andy Furman. Hello, Chrissy. How are you doing? How are we? How are we? Hey, I just want to talk about Nick Foles for a second. Dad. Don't crush me too hard on this, but uh, I've got him starting or possibly starting for 10 to 11 teams, right? Wow. Now, my, wow. my question my question yeah. is, how much different is he than Marcus Mario? 
Now, I haven't broke down tape on either guy, but, I mean, you know, how much different is he than, you're going to curse me here, but Kirk Cousins. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Brian, take oh, wait, care. Wait, 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 take care. Okay. okay. Like the, these eleven teams. Who are okay, these eleven okay. teams? I'm on my phone, so I don't have my. It's one of possibly Tennessee. Uh, you know, of course Denver, the ones that you guys ran through. But you know, up and down. I mean, how much different? I mean, how much better is? I know it's a podcast, so I wouldn't go there. You're crushing me on that, but. How much difference is he, different is he than Marcus Mariota? Other than Marcus can run a little bit, but that's like, slowed down a little bit. That's the thing. Congratulations. He might be better than Marcus Mariota. Who but, cares? But you're saying, like, but you're asking, it's always middle-of-the-road guys. Why isn't it like a, a franchise quarterback or an upper echelon well, guy think, when we're comparing yeah, but Brian, But, Brian, he, excuse me, he did, he did say he could stop him. We're not saying that he's better. He's not upper echelon. He's not a proven quarterback. But, yes, there is a spot for him somewhere on some teams in the league. 11, I think that's a heavy number. I thought maybe three or four. Because the point is this, he's been labeled a backup, he's been labeled a journeyman, and that's what he is. He's nothing anything more than that. That's what Ryan Fitzpatrick is. He had some sh- uh, glowing moments, and so has Nick Foles, some glowing moments. That's it. All right. I th- appreciate it, guys. I-, I will say this. I think he's, he's, on the, he's in the middle. We're going for a franchise quarterback or mm. Blake Bortles. Uh, I think he's somewhere he's in the middle. He's on the low there. side. He's on the low side of starters. <laughs> All right, guys. I appreciate it. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank I'm going to stick Thank with you. Justin Vance, who tweeted to between 27 and 32. Right? Right. He's and on I the like low that. side of starters. And that's the thing. Like, that's what we keep on going back to, where it's like, hey, he's better than Mariota. Great. Who cares? He's better than Blake Bortles. Outstanding. That's my whole point. If that's the comparison, that is telling. He's not anything special as a starter going forward. He's not a long-term solution. He's better than maybe the bottom of the barrel. Who cares? You know what, though? Let's put it this way. Personnel people and general managers in the National Football League, they know a lot more than I'll ever know. And the fact that he is not starting in the NFL sends a a tremendous message out there that they don't think he's a quality starter in the National Football League. A tremendous Band-Aid, a great backup, and he's done wonders. And I tell you what, if you were to ask the Eagles brass if the last year, they would be shocked more so than anybody else what he did leading them to the Super Bowl win. They would be shocked. They didn't think he would do that. They didn't think he could do that. Well, think of it this way, too, because... The guy won a Super Bowl and was named Super Bowl MVP. And the most the Eagles got as a trade offer was a second round pick. Think about that for a second. Right. You look at what the Eagles got for Sam Bradford. They got a first and a fourth for Bradford, you know? And Nick Foles, the most that they got in compensation, at least as an offer, was a second round pick. Now, this is when I have to bring this up because people think I'm making things up when it comes to this fascination with Nick Foles. There is an AFC East team executive, okay, that thinks there will be a Reggie White-like pursuit of Nick Foles in the offseason, which is just lunacy. Come on, Andy, from a Reggie White. This is the most coveted free agent maybe of all time. You think that's where Nick Foles is going to be? The pursuit is going to be that hot for Foles? I'm not so certain that the Eagles would even let him go because they're concerned with the Carson Wentz health factor, and he's a great backup. 
Right. They're not going to franchise him. They're not paying him around $20 million he, to be I, a I can't stand the fact that we're spending half the show talking about Nick Foles. I mean, come on. Think about it. The guy's nothing. The guy, he's in the right spot at the right time. He's had some luck. As again, I'll say it again. They won last week because he had a horseshoe up his rear end. He didn't He, he didn't win. The Bears lost. That's what happened, it, right? You, you are Jekyll and Hyde on me this what morning. What do you mean? It's either, it's either you're, you're coming at me like a 1920s bare-knuckle boxer <laughs> when you. I'm saying things that are critical of Nick Foles, and you're propping him up, and then you'll you'll switch. It's like you're a wrestler. You just went from face to heel. Because you know, I think you that were they're... with Nick Foles. You, now, you went NWO. You're against no. Nick Foles now. Be, because I think there was some personal stuff there, too, with Nick Foles. That's why I wanted to back you up a little bit. But we move on. I thought it was a little personal at times. Maybe I'm wrong. And if I'm no, wrong, no, I apologize. But yeah, Ryan, no, Andy Furman, there's always something. I have a gigantic uh, bone. Well, I want to see that sometime. But there's always no, something wow, that, that makes the game more, awkward. more interesting. It's betting. And we have bottom barrel betting freaking next. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Bottom barrel betting coming right up about 10 minutes before the top of the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian Noam, Andy Furman. By the way, we've got a game to play, so you know what? Let's do it! You got that thing for me? It's bottom. Oh, no. I thought you was late. Barrel. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep. Betting. Yeah, and this man makes it all happen. He puts it all together. He's the man. We call him Gavin the Goon. That's right, fellas and guys. BBB, it does not get made during the first hour of the show. No, it is a lifestyle. You know me. I'm a perfectionist, guys. (laughs) That's right. That's me, Gavin the Perfectionist. Gavin the Goon. Call me whatever you want. Gavin the Goon. Sam's changed TV one, by the way. We got Bill Belichick on there. We don't need to see him. Uh, let's get right to it. This week, guys, that was a, that was just a personal thing. I just don't want to see this game right now. Uh, Brian went two and one this week. How about that? It's been it's been you've been in kind of a slump. Hey hey hey! What, what did hey. I do? What did I? Hey, do? keep it positive over there. Gavin Didn't do much. Okay. All right. I'm very proud of myself on this one. Uh, good luck, by the way. Over under on the amount of timeouts left. At the end of the game, between both games. So you know how they say, you can't take the timeouts home with you? We got four teams playing later today. How many timeouts are going to be left when the games are all over? Now, I got to ask you, does this include the first half? The entire game? No, no. End of the game. I'm just going clocks hit zero. We got a maximum of 12 timeouts that could be left. Yes. All right, I'm going to go with, uh, I think it's going to be a low number. Well, uh, the well, Saints could roll. I, so. I, I set an over-under of two and a half. Really? Oh, that's it? Wow. Two and a half. Um, Jeez. Hmm, that's a pretty good line right there. But yeah, you because you boot. think about it, there's definitely going to be two teams that have no timeouts. Without I'm taking the over. Taking the over. Yeah, I think they're going to be more than, than two and a half. Yeah, I do too. I'd say it'd be about four. I'd say four if I had to pick a number. But Brian, uh, way to give me a number. My lead there, Andy. Way to follow my lead. Stop <laughs> it already, will you? Stop it, <laughs> Brian. Why don't you throw me a number just as a kicker? I got. Four. Um, let's see. I'm gonna go with. Uh, give me five. All right. All right. I hope it's four and a half. I don't know how that would happen, but 
All right, let's move on. Uh, this one's directly for Brian. Um, it's for both, but I it created it for you. How many uh, times will Nick Foles <laughs> complete a 40-yard pass? Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Foles. How many? Or Nick Fools. Yeah, how, for either guy. A 40-yard pass? Yep. If you're asking me, I say none. Zero. Uh, I'm going to say he at least has one. Because they dial it up, man. They throw it deep. Uh, uh. And he could connect. You got some guys that are good running after the catch. So yeah, give me one. They're going to be throwing it like crazy. I don't think the running game is going to be much of anything today. So I think he's good for at least one. A lot of faith yeah. in your guy there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah just listen the, to me. <laughs> the Chargers got to Lamar Jackson seven times last week. And Tom Brady isn't exactly the most mobile quarterback. Wow. How many times will the Chargers get to Tom Brady? You mean get him and sack, sack him? him sack, or? Sack. Okay. Uh, who's who's up, Brian? Go ahead, Brian. Um, I'll get to him a good. I give him three at least. That's a good number. You know, I say he gets sacked four times today. Can I just yeah. ask your logic on that? Because Lamar is way more mobile, but Tom Brady is a statue. But he Five, he's going to get sacked less. Four. Well, we'll see. I, I'm a I'm a rainmaker. We'll tell you how they'll get to the Super Bowl that's coming right up. But right now, it's time to say good morning, America. Yes, it's that time. It is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman, and away we go. Hour number three. This is the hour of power, a.k.a. the power hour. No one, no one more powerful in the world of sports talk radio, and I mean this, my hand on my heart, than my partner and friend Brian No, the hardest working man in show business today. A pleasure to introduce him. We may spar a little bit, but there's a lot of love there. Hello, B. How are you? Doing great, Andy Furman. Glad to be here with you. And uh, at some point, we're going to have to circle back to uh, yes. Mr. Bolt himself, Gabadagoo. Our guy, Gavin Kinzel, our trusted producer, because there was some pushback. It's the morning of pushback so far, because there was some pushback with yeah. him, uh, with me suggesting that uh, Tom Brady only goes down three times today compared to what the Chargers did last week getting after Lamar Jackson. I, I am not too happy with people thinking with their heart, not with their head. And he's one of those mm. guys. Thinking mm. with his How? heart. I didn't like the idea, Mr. Goon. I didn't like the idea when we had bottom barrel betting and you told our wonderful executive producer, assistant, whatever the title he is, Iowa Sam, to turn the TV off because <laughs> Bill Belichick was on. That hurt me to the quick. A little too much Belichick. Uh, I'm also... A little too much fan <laughs> fanism <laughs> because not, you're bro. a fanboy. You're no. a fanboy. And you should have just Yes. I'm just not a fan of Belichick. I'm actually reading his book right now. Because they're playing your charges today. That's why. No. Andy, I know we haven't known each other that long. I, I, When I filled out at the DMV the other week, they had a security question. And one of them was, what team do you not root for? Patriots. That is, That's they a are lot. a team <laughs> that I couldn't care less about the Raiders. Right? I'm a Charger fan, right? Division I know. teams. Patriots are the one team I just want to see go away. That's it. And Sunday, this can be that day. So I'm sorry yeah, gonna be if rough I'm excited. When your team goes down, to absolutely the Patriots it will. Of all teams. I've, tough. I am a Charger fan. It's easy to be a Dolphin fan. Okay, you won years ago. Okay, don't don't try to come at me 
as a fan that's never Your had a team championship. Doesn't even have a home. They I know. I'm even the only fan in, in LA. Look, I root for the LA Angels of Anaheim and the San Diego Chargers of LA. I don't even know what I am. And you can throw the Clippers in there too. I there think. we go. No, I'm a Laker fan, but it, right. it's always felt a little wrong. They're actually called the Los Diego San Angeles Chargers. Yeah. Let's just remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, that, that's the game of the day. I mean, let's face it, Eagles-Saints, I'm thinking it's going to be pretty one-sided. The Saints will roll over wait, there. Wait, I wait think, a minute. With your guy Nick Foles, who's he's not my guy, please. Mortals, huh? I, I, you don't I, you think know that what, Foles can do it today? I, I can't stand this guy. I, I can't stand his name. I can't stand his face. <laughs> You real? I hope he gets pounded today. What? I just don't like arguing about this guy. The guy's a ni- wait, he's a non-entity. Wait, hold, on, hold on there, because you were just yes. coming at me saying it's a little too personal. I feel like this is born out of emotion with you. No. And then you're going to say you hate his face? Yeah, I, I can't stand him. That doesn't sound st- personal at all, I, It Andy? is personal. It is. I'm personal with him right now because I can't stand him. I don't like the sight of him. I don't like the name. I don't, every time I hear his name, I cringe right now because we're building him up. We're putting him on a pedestal. We're making him up on Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks, and he's not. He's lucky. He's in the right place at the right time. And I'll say it again. He didn't win last week. The Bears lost. Wow. I agree with that, actually. Yeah. I I, I think that it's, it's unfair to make it out to be only the Bears losing because I do think that short changes at least that final drive by Foles and the touchdown pass to Golden Tate on fourth down. Um, so I won't say it, he had nothing to do with the win, you know. But, yeah, if Cody Parkey makes a kick, we're not talking about Nick Foles and the Eagles right now. Right. You know, it's funny because now I I may be burying myself big time because what if, what if the Eagles, by some stroke of God's will, beat the Saints today in New Orleans? I don't see that happening. I don't know how it could happen. I just think Drew Brees will dominate. I think they'll dominate the time factor of the play. I think they'll dominate offensively. I think they'll maybe put up a 30 or 35 spot today against them. I just believe that they'll roll them, but who knows? I'm just saying, what if the Eagles should win this game today? Then what? Then you won't hear the end of Nick Foles. No, you won't, but we'll cross that bridge if we ever get yeah, to it. I don't think and we I don't will. I think we will. But I'm, think I'm thinking the that the game today, honestly, the big game at least to me, uh, maybe to you as well, is the Chargers, Patriots in New England. Chargers getting four today. And the Chargers, you know, again, we look at the, the note factor, the fodder that comes along with the game. They love the road. They beat the Ravens in Baltimore this week in the wild card, okay? Today marks a month-long stretch without playing at home and a week in which they practiced at Baldwin-Wallace College in Ohio, a Division Three school, okay? So if they want to get to the Super Bowl, the Chargers likely will have to play every game on the road, even though they finished 12-4 and with the best record in the AFC. So you say, why, Furman, are they doing that? Because the Chiefs also were 12-4, and and they won the tiebreaker. So that's the key right there. Well, there's no likely about it. They have to play every game on the if road. If they win. Like, if they yeah. win today. <laughs> yes. Right. I don't think they're yeah, going to the win today. The, the path to the Super Bowl is, is all on the, on the road for the Chargers. Right. I think of it like this, like getting back to our guy, Gabriel <laughs> where he had, again, the pushback on me saying only three sacks for beat the him up Chargers a bit. today. Beat him up yeah. for me a little bit because I, you beat me up mostly today, so beat him up a little bit. Well, Gabriel with with... Uh, Five seconds left before what we call the hard out here <laughs> radio term. Boy, did he screw he that this, up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He had this long, in-depth question and left uh, us five seconds to yeah. uh, dig in. But uh, how many sacks for the Chargers last week against the Ravens? Seven. 
Seven sacks last. That's a lot of sacks. Yes, and is. I said the Chargers, I'd give them three today against the Patriots. And then it was a 25-second question by Gavin, leaving us five <laughs> seconds to answer. Right. Why? What, like, why only three sacks? Here's the reasons why, Andy. See if you buy this. Okay. I think that the Patriots are going to be able to run the ball a lot more effectively this week than the Ravens did last week. That's a completely one-dimensional offense that the Ravens had with right. Lamar Jackson, who's essentially playing wildcat quarterback right now, right? How like, are the Patriots not one-dimensional? I don't want to cut you off, but... R- really? Really? So, how Tom are they Brady, not- he can't throw. Like, he's not a threat to well, throw first the of ball. All, they I don't have Brady. a deep threat. They- no, but Brady oh, releases the ball rather quickly. I don't quickly, think anyone's watching Patriots of, this year. You'll see a lot of screens by Michelle and out of the backfield today. Yeah, a lot of screens. dunk. They don't have so Josh what? Gordon anymore. That means they won't touch him. They're not one-dimensional. Hey, look, I, I... That's a one-dimensional offense over there, They are a dink-dunk power running offense. Absolutely they are. It's an offense with the Patriots where you're a threat to throw it, you're a threat to run it. And with that being said, it keeps you from being able to pin your ears back. Think about it. Like, against the Ravens last week, the Ravens were trailing but 23-3. to They were in obvious passing situations. Right. And the Chargers could just... Say, all right, we're going to pin our ears back and just go after Lamar Jackson. I doubt that the Patriots are going to be down by 20 points today. We'll see if that happens. But that was a key ingredient that led to all of those sacks being accumulated against the Ravens last week. I don't Mm -hmm. think that's going to be the situation today. And also, Brady's a lot better getting the ball out quickly. Quickly, yes. He's got James White as his safety valve. He uses him a lot in the passing game. And he goes through his progressions a lot better than Lamar Jackson. If Brady's first guy is covered, he looks to the second guy and then the third guy. Lamar Jackson doesn't do that. He drops back this early in his career as a rookie. He might get better, but he's not there right now. The first guy's covered. He's like, what do I do? Well, you look for the second guy and then the third guy. You just keep going. He's not there yet. That's what Tom Brady does, and that neutralizes the pressure. So I I don't think that you're going to see Brady go down left and right today, and it's going to be sack city for the, the Chargers. Really, oh, it would be unbelievable. Really, we won't hear the end of it. So I'm hoping, I'm praying the Patriots win. Not because I'm a tremendous Patriot fan. It's just like Gavin the Goon will walk in, panging the chest, say, "I told you so. I told you." Right? Admit it. You will. How many sacks? How many sacks today, Gavin, for the Chargers? Break. Look at this. Cool. This is a Gavin for the Chargers. I, I want to hear. I, how, from the how public. is he not going to answer the question? What's I know. Up with I will that? say this. I'm going to throw the question out. If anyone Gavin thinks Kuhn. I was too rough on Gavin the Goon, let me know. I'm going to give the Twitter handle out there because I want to apologize publicly. If I was too tough, too hard on him, I apologize. Let me know if I was. I want to know no how show. many sacks. I want to know how many sacks he's <laughs> predicting for the Chargers. I want to know Guys. what time it is. At the No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR, or 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We want to hear from you. And the lineup, bottom of the hour, Alex Marvez, the Sheik. He's Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider. That'll be 8.30 Eastern time. And, of course, we follow that with Noah's pick. So don't you dare go anywhere. But we're going to tell you how the big story really happened. That's next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. We're pulling back the curtain for you. That's coming right up. But right now, I'll let you know we're brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday. Bottom of the hour, that would be 8.30 Eastern time. The Sheik himself, Alex Marvez, will join you. He's Fox Sports Radio's NFL insider. And the tweet be... The tweet we have today, this is the tweet of the day from Justin Vance. Not because it's from Justin Vance, but he says it's everyone for themselves this morning. It's a little bit haywire today for some reason. Everybody's got a little more juice than normal today, so that's okay. That's not a bad thing, you know what I'm saying? Right? Uh, Yeah, I mean, hey. It's only sports, you know? Right, right. Uh, You've been all over the place here this morning, Andy Furman. I I know. You, you, I think you're just an instigator today. I, I apologize if I upset anybody. I didn't mean to. I'm not that way. But I say the only thing serious in life is cancer. Sports is not serious. So if you want to poke fun at somebody or you know accuse somebody of being a homer or a super fan or whatever, it's not a big deal. It's in fun. The guys get together at taverns all the time and yell and scream about sports, and that's what we do here. Right? No harm was done. We don't mean to hurt anybody's ego or lose our friendships here. We're we're a team. We work together, and that's what we do. All right? You realize that Gavin the Goon froze us out 
Do you realize that? Just he was happened? busy. He was he was doing some other activities. I think that's why. Is that right? But I want to bring him back on? in here because you know why he he talked to me yesterday and he said that we need to have this as a segment. And I was somewhat embarrassed because you know me, I don't have much of an ego. You know me, I'm a shy kind of guy. I'm a shy, quiet guy. So Gavin, I'm going to bring you in here, Gavin the goon. Wait, and- is he going to talk? Is he talking? Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. He's he finished his work. He's okay. Now. The goon, the goon oh. is recovered. Yes, but I wow. did yes. ice you. He's out. back. He's I back. did. I iced you out last night. Uh, wow, he's back. Guys. We don't have time for him. Now no, you Andy. want me to go away again, don't yeah, you? Go no, away. no. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm rooting for the Chargers today. How's that? I'm rooting for the Chargers. We already know where you really stand. Oh, um, no, but last week, I what was it? Was it Thursday when the Bengals, uh, kind of the rumor came out that they were going to hire Zach Taylor as their head coach? Yeah, I think it was Thursday. Thursday. Afternoon. Well, yeah. during that day, you know, we see all the Adam Schefter, Ian Rapport tweets, but a lot earlier, about three hours earlier, I had seen Andy Furman with a little bit of a, a nugget about who the Bengals' next head coach is. And I, I wanted to make sure you got your credit well, because I'm pretty sure you beat Adam Schefter, you beat Ian Rapport, you well, beat Well, Ian all gave me stuff. credit on Twitter. I couldn't believe I saw it. That. Even he did give me credit. And you know what? Sometimes you step in doo doo. And that's what I did. I got lucky. And, and when I put it on social media, I put it on Facebook and Twitter. I said, oh, my goodness, am I doing the right thing? Because you don't want to look like a jackass. You know what I'm saying? You, you, <laughs> you say, and, and believe me, there were a lot of people who commented to me after I put it on there. Oh, he's that loudmouth sportscaster from Ohio, from Cincinnati. What does he know? He's got no credibility. You know what I mean? But I was getting some feedback from uh, from guys like Andrew Hawkins in the NFL, which is great. You know, because I used to work with his brother, you know, Artrell. So it, it felt good that I finally hit on something. You, you throw enough crap against the wall, sometimes it sticks. So it worked. All right. And people could ask me how it happened, right? Do you want to know? Is anybody interested? Sure. Let's hear it. It's amazing. You got to be at the right place at the right time. I spend most of my afternoons at a little place called Strauss Tobacconist. It's a cigar shop. And they have a cigar lounge. And I relax there with a lot of the buddies. And one of my buddies there, uh, is is a former Bengal player and told him through through the guy I'm sitting next to who the next coach is going to be. I trust him to death. He's like a brother to me. Guy, and I will not release the former player's name, but he told me it was going to be uh, Zach Taylor, the quarterback coach of the Rams. He'll be announced as coach. I said, good enough for me. I'm going with it. And the way we went, and that was it. So, you know, and, until the Rams get eliminated, the Bengals can't officially make it happen because the NFL frowns upon making these announcements while the team is still in the playoffs. Well, that's good by you, man. Breaking major Big news. Big deal. Like that. Yeah. Big deal. That's it. So enough of that. I, so, I like the the range of you on Twitter, you know? <laughs> what do you mean? Like breaking major news and then some of the random stuff you'll put out there or retweet or it's a weekly excursion into your Twitter profile page, you know, what, or your, what does your it Twitter mean? feed based on what Jonas Knox, he devotes a good percentage of his show just based on your Twitter happenings, you know? Well, it's funny because Ralph Irvin now has kind of smacked me across the face, a great sports update, man, because he's telling me that I'm sending out tweets on famous women weather people, which I never thought I, I, I never even thought about that. You know, I thought people around the country on my Twitter contact list will be interested to see what the weather might be in, in the Ohio Valley in the greater Cincinnati area. <laughs> I never thought about be, them being women. There are some men weather people as well, but that's what Ralph is telling me now. So now I'm thinking like I better pull back. People may think there's something wrong with me. I don't know. You know what? I second yeah. guess everything I do. 
You know, yeah, I go we, to the restroom. don't care about the weather, Andy. But I, I, I'm that. stopping that. I go to the restroom. I second guess should I use single ply or double ply. I second guess everything that I do in life. Well, hey, uh, I'm just uh, I'm still wondering how many sacks for the Chargers today. Oh you know, goodness. Gavin Kinzel froze. Why don't you and Gavin? Could, could you know. and Gavin make peace? Could uh, you guys you know kiss what? and make no, up? No, I just wanted to hear the logic behind it. But I understand you. You think that. Uh, I do still agree waiting. that Brady still will be able for the exact uh, the one prediction. the number you want the number I'll say five. Still. How about that? How, How many? About five. Okay. I'll go one Finally. step. For, can you it give us a score? Us half the show. Jeez, Brian, man, Gavin, Gavin, can you give us a score of the game? I mean, honestly, what do you think? See, the funny thing is, I don't like to make predictions because I I want to root for my team. I actually don't think they're going to win because the Patriots they always win. They always win at home. So, but the Chargers never lose on the road. The only road I game know. they lost. One of them has to break, right? Yeah, the only road game they lost was in their hometown, L.A. Yeah. To the Rams. Yeah, I mean they're eight zero on a plane. They are. Uh, there's never been a, a team that won nine road games that didn't win the Super Bowl. So if they do win, there's there's a good stat for you there. I got a nugget but, uh, for you because you're you're. A, I did this for you because you're a Charger fan. Do you know between October the seventh? And November the 18th, which is 41 days, the Chargers did not play a game at home. Uh, they went to Cleveland. They went to London against the Titans. They had a bye week. They had games in Seattle and Oakland. They spent, get this, 35 hours in the air over those weeks, and they traveled 13,773 miles. Now, my, my mind goes like this. If you're an employee of that club, I know you travel charter, but do you get frequent flyer miles that you could use in the offseason? It's a great point. And by the way, if they win in New England and they win in Kansas City, is that the greatest road team of all time? No. Uh, why not? No. Yeah, why not? No? Why not? Good Lord. Like, no. Why, why would you say they're the greatest road team of all time? Like, think about Should some of run these other back? runs where, like, like look at uh, some teams that have gone on the road every step of the way to make it to well, the Pittsburgh playoffs. Well, Pittsburgh did. Pittsburgh was pretty yeah. good when they won the Super Bowl and they were a wild card. They they were pretty good. Remember when the Steelers did that? But you know you got to say they'd be up there. I, I don't know about greatest. I'm I'm not so sure about superlatives. I mean, okay, it's hard so to say in greatest. Seattle, in London, in Pittsburgh, in KC, regular season. Yeah, that, that's a in, feat. In Baltimore, in New England, in Kansas City, postseason. It's a hell of a feat. That's it not really even is. ringing near the top, Brian. It is. It get is. some logic on that. I, I just, like, again, like all of this Charger bias oh today. God. Good wow. Lord. Okay, they beat the Bills on the road. Great. They beat the Browns on the road. Proud That's of them. Not, the Raiders on the road. That is outstanding. He, he didn't mention Broncos just got some pushback today, Brian. Outstanding. Whoa, man, they are formidable. Wow. Are, you're actually belittling their road record this year. Because <laughs> that is a take. That's a That is a take. Yes. It, did you just hear the teams I rattled off? Yeah, but he didn't mention Buffalo. He didn't mention those teams. Uh, why? He, why is that? Because he because they're not impressive wins. Right? He's Gavin the Bolt Lover. What? I'm changing his nickname. Are we listening? Forget to Gavin the, the Goon. Wow. It's Gavin the Bolt Lover. Wow, Brian. You know, I, I think it's getting a little personal just, around here. I just think you're doing me. it just to do it. I don't think you're actually like me, like in Pittsburgh, in Kansas City, in Seattle, in London, okay. in Pittsburgh. Let, let's go back to that. How great was Pittsburgh this year? They're not even in the playoffs. They were at the time. At one point in time, they were what seven two and one after ten games. So I think they they were right there at that point in had time. Had James when they Connor played. in that game? Yeah, they're seven two and one. I think when they were playing them at that time. 
Yeah, I just, I don't look at it as, no, I don't look at it along those uh, lines. As one can we, can we all get along? Let, let me tell you, can, goon, we, can we get along? Gobble a goon, you know what the problem is? You, today, Brian, though, is like, like a, a If stone, I wasn't a like fan, a rock, he wouldn't be saying him. that. I guarantee you that, so. uh, Andy. If I was not a fan, you would not have that take. Well, you probably guarantee you that. We'll, we'll ask There's Alex seven and one. There have been teams that have been undefeated on the road. The I just not said one of those teams. also in New England, in Kansas City, I, I added that stipulation if they do that. Well, I don't think they're winning today, so oh, well, we're having an okay. argument. You, you're right. you're well, giving we'll them credentials the they don't even have yet. I, right. we'll, we'll find out in just about three minutes. We'll find out from the Sheik who thinks we'll win this game. Why did they let him go? Alex Marvez will explain that next. But first, to Ralph Irvin, the only sane guy here for the latest. Well, thank you very much, Andy. And I know that Ken Riley's the guy who gave you that information. So, you know, I didn't, no, I didn't, it was didn't not. want to out it him. Was not, no, no. Him and Pete Johnson were hanging out, uh, having oh, uh, coffee with you. I think it was Turk Schonert. It might have been. Might have been. Meanwhile, we do talk about the NFL on Saturday because a pair of divisional playoff games narrowed down the field to just six teams left in the race for the Super Bowl. The Rams. Ran for 273 yards against the Dallas defense. L.A. wins 30-22 and advanced to the NFC Championship game for the first time since 2002. Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson both rushing for over 100 yards in that game. Kansas City, a 31-13 win over Indianapolis. The Chiefs get their first home, home playoff win since 1993, and they will host the AFC title game coming up. Next week, for the first time in the history of the franchise, they will take on either the L.A. Chargers or the New England Patriots. Now, online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the NBA on Saturday, Russell Westbrook, 24 points, 10 rebounds. Paul George, 18 points, 11 rebounds. Oklahoma City, a 122-112 winner over San Antonio. And Carl Anthony Towns, 27 points, 27 rebounds. Minnesota beats New Orleans, 110-106. Blake Griffin returns to L.A. to take on the Clippers. He scores 44, and Detroit wins 109-104. Now we'll be back to Brian and Andy in 10 seconds, but first a word from farmers. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Four and a half hours away from kickoff of the <laughs> AFC Divisional Playoff. Let's hand it back to Andy Furman and Brian No. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you for all you do for us, Ralph. Alex Marvez coming right up about 31 minutes past the hour. He's Brian Noah, Andy Furman. This is called Fox Football Sunday and Nose Picks in about 10 minutes from now. But right now, we're going to the Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. He's the Sheik. He's Alex Marvez. He's Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider. Joining Brian Noe and Andy Furman. Sheik, how are you? Gentlemen, I am doing fantastic, although i got to be honest with you. In a little bit of shock here, unfortunately, the news just breaking. Bob Kuchenberg, longtime Miami Dolphin, mm. passing away at the age of 71 this morning. And, oh. uh, you know, a guy who was a, a longtime Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist, never quite got over that hump, but he was a starting guard for the, the Super Bowl seven and eight teams that won. And he was, a, he was a cantankerous guy, man. He was not afraid to speak his mind. But, again, you know, someone who is a Miami Dolphins legend, rest in peace. 
Sorry to hear that. You know, I was surprised, and I'm going to go here away from the games for a second. I was surprised that the Browns gave Greg Williams his walking papers. What do you think? Because he was a good temporary fix as a head coach, but I think there were some questions about sustainability over the long haul with him. Uh, you know, would this, you know, would he be continue with the way he does his business? Would he continue to be able to motivate his players? Did he have a long-term plan in place that was comfortable uh, for the Cleveland Browns? And I'm not sure if this is public knowledge, but I am the Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. Uh, you know, John Dorsey is doing the hiring of assistant coaches, I have been told by multiple sources. So you can't hire your own staff. I mean, essentially, Freddie Kitchens will make his recommendations and most likely they'll get approved, uh, you know, by, you know, by John Dorsey. But you're talking about a coach here who, you know, is sort of setting up arranged marriages. You know, he'll be the one, John Dorsey, who's hiring a defensive coordinator for Freddie Kitchens. The other thing is this. It is a lot harder to find a quality offensive coach right now than it is a quality defensive coach. That's why you see so many of these, you know, obscure names that, you know, you're like, huh, what's, what's a Zach Taylor? How, who's this guy coming to Cincinnati? But there's this belief that offensive coaches are all the rage right now, so you see guys getting these opportunities. Freddie Kitchens is one of them. His work with Baker Mayfield was absolutely fantastic. Congratulations to him. And by the way, an arranged marriage in New York now for Greg Williams. That wasn't exactly Adam Gase's hire, from what I'm told. This was someone who was paired up by the Jets' front office with Adam Gase to run that defense, a connection with Brian Heimerdinger, the uh, Jets' assistant general manager. He's got some fancy title there. But essentially, Brian is someone who's well-stooped in, you know, Greg Williams, uh, Jeff Fisher, his dad, Brian, the late great Mike Heimerdinger, uh, was a former Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator under Jeff. Long story short, Greg Williams gets to apply his craft and impress another employer with the Jets. Good luck to Freddie Kitchens. All right, we'll get to the uh, box office attraction that is Nick Fools a little bit later here, Alex you're still, Marvez, you're, still you know. beat, you're still beating that drum, Brian. Still uh, he's not a franchise drum. quarterback. You think he's a franchise no, quarterback? No, he's, he's terrible. He's terrible. He's terrible. He's awful. He just Honestly, doesn't play well. He's not terrible. Big, he doesn't play well. He doesn't play well in big moments. He hasn't mm. won enough marquee You're games. avoiding the hasn't question. hasn't won a Super Bowl MVP. No, he is actually a guy that I think you could potentially win around. I mean, listen to the average limitation. Sure. Not a perfect quarterback. Otherwise, you think teams would be offering. How much would they have been offering the Eagles in the offseason, right, for this guy? No, but is he someone that can win a Super Bowl for you, that can play competent football, that, that doesn't let the moment become too big for him? Absolutely, and that's why he's going to be a very popular guy this offseason. The question to me, and, and I know we'll talk some Eagles the game today against the Saints, but the big question to me is this. Can the Eagles clear $20 million in cap space so that they're able to keep Nick Foles and then be able to trade him to another team to get some draft money back. There's a lot of weird contractual things going on with him, but you know Philadelphia, there's going to be a market for him, but the question is where so many signs potentially pointing to the Jacksonville Jaguars as a place where he may be able to flourish because obviously they're going to have, they already have a gaping hole at quarterback, and some would say they've had a gaping hole at quarterback for years, actually. So you're telling me that if he went to Jacksonville, he would flourish because of all these things that you've pointed out as if I'm saying the opposite. Correct. And also having, you know, listen, if Leonard Fournette's head is right, and we'll see if he's still with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know they had a, an airing of the grievances. Maybe a Festivus miracle will come out of Florida's first coast, and this guy will, you know, end up playing some good football for Jacksonville. He's been a headache so far. He's been injured. He's caused off-field problems. He's caused derision. He's acted unprofessionally. If the Jags did ultimately decide to part ways with him, that's fine. But you give a good running back behind Nick Foles and that type of, op- you know, an offensive line that gets healthier and is a road-grading line, he will be fine. That defense, all they need is a little bit of offense. They're going to win games. I think Nick Foles, yes, I do think he's a bona fide starter. But when we say franchise quarterback, I, I just want to make sure, and, and maybe we all have different definitions of this, Bino, but, but my thing is 
franchise quarterbacks are elite-level quarterbacks. This guy is a very good quarterback in my mind in terms of being able to lead a team, but am I going to say that he's going to carry you if he has to pass for 400 yards in five straight games? No, that, that's, not, I, that's not the direction you want to go consistently to me with Nick Foles. All right, he's Alex Marvez, Fox Sports Radio's NFL insider. And I guess the key matchup today has got to be Chargers the Patriots. One team never loses at home, and the other team hardly ever loses on the road. Something's got to give today. Tell me what's going to give. Yeah, something has to give. Right, Phillip Rivers, 0-9. 0-9 against the New England Patriots in his career. And, you know, obviously the closest that, that Phillip ever got to a Super Bowl was that 2007 season AFC Championship game, playing on one leg with a torn ACL. Damian Tomlinson unable to play because of injury in the Chargers fall in Foxborough and New England, you know, goes on to Super Bowl 42. The Chargers yesterday uh, practiced outside at Brown University trying to get used to the cold. And I'm actually in uh, in Bristol, of all places, doing my show this morning. And uh, he, uh, it is cold. It's 20 degrees outside when I came rolling in here. So something that is an adjustment for the Chargers, every time they board a plane, they win, right? The only road loss to them this season was to their crosstown rival, if it is a rival, the Los Angeles Rams. You know, I just, until the Pats are beaten, guys, I can't go against them. You give Bill Belichick an extra week to game plan for a team, and he's just outstanding. But when we look at, at one of the most complete teams in the NFL and the playoffs remaining, the Chargers are right up there. So sound on defense and obviously on the offensive side of the football right now. Phillip Rivers clicking. Melvin Gordon's getting healthier. I mean, this, this is going to be an interesting matchup. And, again, the Patriots never more vulnerable to me since 2010. The last time they lost at home in the second round, but I don't think they're losing today. Has this been the toughest game for you to predict? with the, the Patriots hosting the Chargers? You mean correctly? <laughs> you know what I mean? uh, just going I, I into just, it where you feel like, I really feel strongly, you know, yeah, and to be correct yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, that's a really difficult one, too. I mean, listen, and of course, I had a, a little bit of appara- apprehension about the Kansas City Chiefs and the Indianapolis Colts, you know, just because the Colts have been playing so well. And the Chiefs just, you know, they have that history of laying an egg in the second round. I don't think no matter who... Is coming to Foxborough next week. I don't think they're they're losing. They're beating Kansas City. I think this was the big hump game. You know, Patrick Mahomes' first playoff appearance, and the way that the Chiefs won, by the way, was so dominant. I mean, you know, you're talking about 173 yards on the ground, and you're talking about holding the Colts, the best third down offense in football during the regular season, 0 of nine on third down attempts. And look, the defense may get Eric Berry in the back next week, although we're no longer holding our breath to wait for his return. But obviously, Arrowhead Stadium provided a huge advantage for them. And guys, I couldn't believe this stat. This will be the first Kansas City Chiefs AFC Championship game at Arrowhead Stadium in this franchise's history. They haven't hosted a championship game in 52 years. How crazy is that going to be for the late game next Sunday against whomever it is, Chargers or Patriots? Yeah, they're starting to drink right now, I bet. By the way, (laughs) the the Eagles dumped... They got dumped by the Saints back in Week 11, 48-7. I know it's a different Eagles team this time, and I know we touched on Nick Foles, but let's talk about what he's going to do today. Can he continue the magic today against the Saints? No. Uh, no. Well, no, he well, can't. Brian, Brian, wait, wait, yeah, wait. Brian I this is a franchise guy, Alex Marvez. You're probably up. Wait, wait. He has no chance at all? Come on. It's Nick I, Foles over here. I know. You know, and listen, when the Saints were rubbing some of that salt in the wound during that game, I know that Doug, you know, Doug Peterson has probably pressed those motivational buttons uh, you know, around him. And question two, is there rust on Drew Brees because he's been sitting 
for a while. Remember, didn't play in week 17. Then comes the bye week. Is this a Saints team that's a little bit slow out of the blocks, or do they get rolling right away? I just think that the Louisiana Superdome, the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, to give the, the cheap sponsorship plug, they uh, and it's not cheap. But the point is that they, they are just a different team to me at home. And Philadelphia, it's been, you know, when you're playing the way that they are, it's almost win or go home every single week. That can be a drain on you coming off of that big win over Chicago. I just think that the magic runs out for this year. I just think that ultimately they will be exposed. The key to me, can the Eagles get that pressure with their defensive line? Can they cover up for a secondary that's played well, but also has the highest number of different starters in the NFL this year with 13 of them? Uh, the Saints, too, you give Sean Payton time. He may come out, and, and I'm not joking when I tell you this, 30, 40 different formations, and, and just try to find get confusion on the defensive side of the football. Let Drew Brees pick it apart, and we'll see how the Saints defense does today. I expect a good game, a competitive game. Saints pull away in the second half. B, anything else? Or should you let our man go? Should we let him <laughs> no, go? No, I can only take so much Nick Foles' love on this program well, here. I'll tell you know. what. I'll It'll be, be over with... soon, though. It'll be right. over soon, Brian, and then that's it. And then you could say, see, I told you so, right, even though they made it a lot further than you Well, thought. that's what he wanted to say. Hopefully they wouldn't have made the playoffs. That's what he wanted to say to the get-go, right? I told exactly. you so. All right. <laughs> Let's have peace. Can we have a little kumbaya here, a little peace with the three of us? Because I'm getting really nervous. I'm schwitzing a little bit here. I don't like this tense. I don't like this no, tenseness. No, it's not tense. I love Brian, though. You know he's a rising superstar, Andy. You're the wily veteran. You've been there. You've done that. There's nothing that shocks you. Only love between our little trio every Sunday morning, 830 Eastern Time on Fox Sports Radio. There we go. We love you. Get him on Twitter, at Alex Marvez. Have a great day. Enjoy the games. We'll see you next week. He's Alex Marvez. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. And by the way, this day was made for cheaters. That's next. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Nose picks coming right up at 11 minutes before the top of the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian O. I'm Andy Furman. By the way, we're brought to you by Discover. Get your free, I said free, credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. By the way, at the top of the hour, Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon, that'll be 9 o'clock Eastern time. You can hear them on iHeartRadio, SiriusXM Channel 3, and, of course, on many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates. But right now, Mike my guy, nose picks. Let's do it. You got that thing for me. Are you ready for it? Here's the deal. Are you in desperate need of gambling insight? Do not fear, for Brian No is here. And now the time has come for nose picks. All right, Andy Furman, it was a sec- successful week yes. last week. Three and one. What? Three and one. So I went with the Chargers plus the points against the Ravens. I took the under in the same game. And I also, I gave you a bonus selection. Clemson money line over uh, Bama. Uh, so if you followed those picks, you made yourself a healthy portion of cash. So we're going to try to bring it back this week. Here's what I'm thinking, Andy Furman. All right, my man. I'm looking at Drew Brees. There's a prop for his longest completion, 40 and a half yards. I love the over here. Come on, you don't see him exploiting that Eagles secondary? Of course, that's a goodie. 
Look at Avante Maddox, the double moves he got burned on against the Bears last week. I love the over. So you're with me on that one, right? Yes, at least big a forty one yard completion. Yeah, you may see that early. You may see that early. Very well could. I also like the Saints to get off to a hot start. Yes. I'm gonna take them in the first quarter, minus one point. I actually think it's minus a half a point, which is even better. What do you think about that, Andy? You think hot think start for the, yeah, uh, big time. the Saints today? Big okay. time, yes. Okay. I get agreement so far. And I'm going to look at the uh, Chargers-Patriots game. All right. I wish there was a prop bet for uh, sack totals for the individual <laughs> Chargers. <laughs> Stop it. I would take that. <laughs> Gavin could hate me more. Uh, but I don't me. know what it is. Double so goal. I'm going to... I'm going to go with Sony Michelle. Yeah. I'm going to take him with the over 65 and a half rushing yards. It's a high total, but I think that the, the Patriots, they're going to be committed to the running they attack. Have to. Yeah. I think they have to, yes. So yeah. I'm going to take the over with Sony Michelle. What do you yeah, think like about that, that, Andy? I like that. I think they have to, really. Have okay. To there you go. Well, I get agreement all across the board. Yeah, we'll see. I, Hopefully, it's a profitable day. Yes. It's that time of the program. Yeah. You got to go your own way, Andy. Something Thank light, you very something much. serious. What do you have? All right, you know what? It's cheat day. I say cheat day. It's a cheat day meal for the center of the New York Knicks, Ennis Cantor. He missed practice Thursday. The Knicks said he was out with an illness. But you know what? It was his cheat day. What do I mean by that? He had seven burgers that day. Three of those were triples, topped with an egg and fries. He says, I love my cheat day. And the guy's seven feet tall. I guess he could eat like that. But the Knicks said he was out with an illness. But he just stuffed himself like a pig. Three triple patties with eggs and sauces. He has French fries with that, and he's got four burgers on the side. He said he does it maybe once a week. Tell me what you got. What do you got? How many burgers in a day do you think you could put away if you had to? Me? Yeah. I don't think more than two or three, really. Not four. Yeah, that's, that's Not five. Yeah. I'm going to go with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Nice win yesterday against the Colts. And, of yeah. course, there was that Yahoo in the crowd caught throwing a snowball right, right. onto the field. Andy Reid motion like, use your head, fans. Don't throw snowballs on the field. We have to hearken back again to the great Sam Weish back in 1989 yes. telling the fans in Cincinnati. Well, the next person that sees anybody throw anything onto this field, point them out and get them out of here. You don't live in Cleveland. <laughs> that was the only thing missing with Andy Reid, but I'll tell you what. In this day and age of lawsuits, if that snowball hit someone and caused injury, oh. whew, you're getting sued. You better think twice as a fan to do that. No doubt about that. I tell you what, it's been a wonderful deal. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the games on Fox Sports Radio. Go Patriots. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 